0: Uh, the one person who actually has the organ and doesn't get to <laughs> opine about it um should we should we move on sorry were you saying something bobs
1: oh i was just quoting the song like the song that goes like she's a crazy bitch but she fucks so good i'm on top of it <laughs> i don't know but that's our
2: cold open
0: everyone and welcome to May we Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Shaheen and I'm joined today by my fabulous co-hosts, Bobs and Joe. Hello. Hello. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. We also love fan feedback, so feel free to come yell at us on Twitter at May we Geek Again, or email us at Again at gmail.com. And of course, we always post the episodes to Reddit, um, the human subreddit, I guess. Yeah. In case you enjoy the line form discussion and you're one of the, so the four human people who is
2: totally dead. visit
0: <laughs> that subreddit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. This is episode 79 of our podcast, and we're going to be talking about humans, season two, episodes five and six. Keep in mind, this is a rewatch podcast, so there will be spoilers for future episodes and seasons, Um, and yeah, we talk about everything in every order that we wish. (laughs) 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 Um, So, great to have you guys here. Uh, We usually start with uh, giving some information about ourselves and a quick icebreaker game. This week's icebreaker game is, if you could implant... Yourself into a synth body after death would you who wants mm. to go first
2: uh i'll go first this time
0: All right
2: um my name is joe uh, i'm based out of austin texas um there's really nothing super exciting beyond that to say except i will say that uh while everyone is freezing their asses off um on Thanksgiving proper and yesterday I was like in shorts and a t-shirt like it was fucking hot out um but that's really the this is the only bearable time of year uh in Austin right now so you know the end cool story (laughs) um let's see if I could implant myself into a synth body after death would you I mean yeah probably like I think it would be and I kind of wish jumping ahead I kind of wish that we had gotten this a bit more uh sort of in V's story um because it was all about Dr. Morrow sort of training and like building an AI from scratch kind of out of someone else's, um, you know, memories. And so it wasn't exact, but like I would have loved to sort of have a little bit more of the, like what it's like to be an actual human person with like all five senses versus like being say, you know, an AI or a synthetic with like, I mean, the AI, the synthetics also have all five senses, I think. But like, what sort of that difference is when you go from human to synthetic? Um, but yeah, fuck yeah, I'd do that. Yeah,
0: cool. Uh, cool. Bubs.
1: Um, my name is Bubs. <laughs> um, I'm in New York City, and right now it is raining outside, and that's super Ooh. gross. Um, just typical East Coast weather. <laughs> um, if I could implant myself into a synth body after death. I definitely would, because my biggest regret in life is that I'll never see the future. (laughs) Um, Mm. And it's just like, one of the things I was thinking about is, uh, Joe was talking about this in a side chat, um, about how, you know, everyone in the past, like, you wouldn't actually date someone in the past because you'd be so grossed out by their, like, hygiene. Because it's, like, so (laughs) different compared to ours. Yes. So I'm assuming the same thing stands for the future where I would just be disgusting to these people. So I don't necessarily want to time travel to the future as a current century person. Um, (laughs) So I guess if I could go as like an updated synth and just keep updating myself. So I'm always like up to date. Yeah. (laughs) I think that would actually solve all the issues I have with it. But yeah, I, I also agree that the sensory thing I think it's more that you have to get used to it. Um, it, You just kind of have to, like, um, get used to the context of your senses and, like, what you're capable of experiencing. And then I think that your enjoyment of it would adjust to that as your memory of being a human, whether that was more um, vivid. That'll kind of, like, fade. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, plus, you know, and scents aren't stinky, so... Exactly. As far you as You don't, don't have to worry
0: about hygiene.
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean well, I mean unless you're Karen and you have to worry about your barf bag bursting, but <laughs> I mean I wanna come back as Gemma Chan. <laughs> right? Of I mean, okay, twist my arm. <laughs> Fine. Or Niska. Either either way, mm-hmm. really.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah.
2: Anyway, what about you, Shaheen?
0: Um so my name is Shaheen. I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania as of now. And uh I study philosophy and stuff. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) so I imagine the question is asking um, that, like, if you took the content, the contents of my brain at the last moment of my life and transferred them into this synthetic computer um, and then ran it from there. Right? Is that the idea?
2: Yeah. I think that's the idea, though. I would also be curious about, like, because, you know, we 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 have Leo who talks about that he can't forget, um, and, like, there's another bit about that in, the, in, in this series of episodes about, like, synths not being able to forget. Like, I wonder if once you get transferred over to a synth, everything that, like, you couldn't remember before, like, it's still there in your brain. You just kind of can't access it. Like, I wonder if suddenly you can access everything now.
1: Hmm. Does that make sense? Ooh, that sounds terrible. Yeah,
0: that Anybody? makes sense. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that would be overwhelming to a human mind yeah, to but, have all of the memories be present at once.
2: But, like, I wonder if that's how it would work if you got... If you
0: if you trans- got since...
2: Consciousness. T- <laughs> since... T- yeah. Since yeah. the size. So, but, but would you do it? You would do it.
0: So... Yeah, I mean, I would have questions about calling that myself, but, um, sure. I mean, I have a pretty right? good like, brain. I would want to know what, what it would keep coming up with. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming, so like, this wasn't... <laughs> I mean, say what?
2: So modest,
0: too. <laughs> um, the thing is, like, I mean, if I, if I was, like... At the time this happened, I was, like, 95, and I could barely, you know, hold my pee. That, you know, that (laughs) brain is not really, like, (laughs) uh, I don't want that version of it transferred, so.
2: Well, but, but that's the question, though, is, like, would it be, would it just be, like, copying over all the data, and then you could kind of, like, repair it? like like defragging a hard drive or something like once it was digitized uh-huh. i have a lot of questions yeah, yeah. this was a terrible icebreaker <laughs> now we're just like getting sucked into philosophy about it. <laughs> no it's
1: good i like it
2: no i'm, it's I'm a terrible to person
0: to answer this, this <laughs> <laughs> um all right well so if you guys are ready this i guess is episodes five and six uh directed by francesca Grigor- grigorini and writers uh, uh, episode 5 was written by Jonathan Brackley and Sam Vincent and episode 6 was written by Joe Barton so, can,
2: I just, can I just give a quick little shout out um mm-hmm. Sam Vincent has been a, a delightful uh on Twitter in um a ca- like every couple of weeks he'll he'll I guess ha- take the time and listen to an episode and retweets and just is it's just so nice about it yeah. um and a little self-deprecating, always saying that we make him sound make make them he and, and Jonathan Brackley sound you know smarter than than you know more more smart than than they think that they are. But like oh. obviously, they created a show that gives off like so much so many opportunities for this kind of like deep dive you know pot smoking discussion um so you know (laughs) it's it's really lovely when when they have a chance to listen and and do us the favor of retweeting so if they do happen if either of them happen to listen to us uh this episode um you know thanks guys yeah
0: we're very flattered and happy that you enjoy our podcast and
2: if you ever want to come on and tell us what would have happened in season four um oh yeah our our dms are open.
0: yeah we're all, all right, that's all i got we're all down with um you know fanficking about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah and also we found out that um the name qualio was chosen uh, for that company knowingly um sam, oh yeah, yeah 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 sam vincent I confirmed he, he replied to that yeah he confirmed that it's uh it's a real thing um <laughs> they don't know who came up with the upside down a um, but hopefully, someone who knew what was going on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah, and sorry, uh, I we we had asked him for for some Easter eggs, and uh, I just found the tweet where he said, um, "Well, Milo, uh, e- Elon Light," um, which. Damn it! He listens to the pod. Um, <laughs> and Dr. Morrow play a game of Go, which is a direct reference to Deep Mind's AlphaGo AI program. DeepMind founder and AI genius uh, Demis Hassabis uh, visited set and thought Qualia a clever company name that made our day. Oh. Like what? Just like a lovely little tidbit that he shared with us on Twitter. Mm. Um, so you know, for more fun facts, possibly I'd, I can make no promises. You can you guys can also follow us on Twitter at Maybe Geek Again. All right, back to the show. Sorry for hijacking your stuff.
0: uh, Uh, No worries. Good interjection. Um, So, yeah, let's start with overall takes. Um, Bubs, do you want to go first?
1: Yeah. um, A, since Run Like Dorks. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I had no shortage of enjoyment watching Max run, watching Niska. I thought Niska would do it cool. But I was like,
3: "Oh, no, <laughs> no!" Nope, <thought> nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the best, the best was Hester.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It that... reminded me of Tina from Bob from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I know that the arm placement was incorrect, but like a similar, similar like vibe. Yeah. According I love to it, the just...
0: movement director, um, who you know trains them to move like that, this um, like they consider this the most efficient way to run.
1: I uh, wondered if there's something behind that.
0: But I have my doubts about that. I mean, wouldn't the most efficient one be our way? Because, like, we evolved probably to be more and more efficient. Well, they are what
1: running with the least our efficient way. creatures on the planet.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like they are running our way. It's just they're not as bouncy about it.
0: The way they hold their arms down, I feel like you have to exert energy to keep your arms down like that. Otherwise, they will flail about the way that they do when a human runs.
2: I feel like this is, we just need to like set up a version of a uh, co-op and, and
1: <laughs> see what it looks like.
0: Mythbusters. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, my okay. other take was uh, mm. the human experience is just seeing these um, synths encounter these things for the first time and, and seeing like how hard life is between like Odie, you know, r- grappling with like the big questions. <laughs> Um, and Mia kind of seeing this other side to humanity, um, and Niska, um, we'll talk more on that one. Cause I was, there was like, I was unsure whether she went into it wanting to prove that they were against her or actually thinking that she had a shot. So I'd love to like go into that. Um, and then, but yeah, I guess like what I love so much about the show is the emotional beats are just constantly, imbalance so you have like these heart-wrenching things well there's also a lot of catharsis and like happy moments to balance it out or just like characters being nice to each other to combat like all the the grittiness of like the you know Odie. It's so sad it's such a sad story oh my god um me. so i just <laughs> i love that i get to feel everything without coming out of it feeling like i was i don't know like Cut down, like it's just it's just a really great show with great balance. So yeah, the cool.
2: take.
0: How about you, Joe?
2: Um, I didn't really have any notes for overall takes. I just really like this show. Like, <laughs> you know, I haven't I haven't been on the podcast since in in God like over a month or whatever because uh you know I had we had Alicia step in because um, I couldn't be here, but like going back and you know watching these episodes, you know and kind of getting back in, Mm -hmm. into the immersement. It's, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a really well woven show in that, like, one of your notes, Shaheen, I, you know, the character developments, sorry, I'm like reading ahead on yours, feel a little bit rushed. And like, I totally agree with that in the sense of like, you know, we're kind of jumping through these emotional beats very quickly. Um, But yeah, it never really feels rushed or anything. Like everything still lands. Mm-hmm. um really well and you still matter like I still know where everyone's coming from and you know that could be a function of the writing that could also be a function of the acting and directing um but it yeah. it, it really works especially even when we see when we meet like you know a one-off you know not to use the term red shirt but like a red shirt synth that you know we're just kind of getting to for just a sec like like in uh the ep- the episode with the the synth who wakes up with like the bratty kids who are like super shitty to her um and like immediately like we only saw her initially for what like two minutes or something but like you already like kind of like knew what she was thinking and feeling as soon as she gained consciousness of being like well fuck these brats you know like and and we didn't they didn't they hardly had to like give us any backstory for us to like know exactly where she was coming from, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's a really sort of rare gift in 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 television and you know and you know any kind of television or, or film production where you can not take shortcuts, but you just really don't have to like spend so much time slogging through, and yet we know exactly where everyone is emotionally, like right away and we're and it doesn't feel out of character or anything Mm -hmm. right so yeah i really i really like the craft of this of this television show
0: so yeah i definitely agree with that um you you also invented in in the course of this you invented the word immersement so that's great congrats on that you're welcome (laughs) um but yeah no i definitely agree with the part um that you agreed to from my comments Um, But yeah, the character developments would otherwise be like, normally things moving this fast would kind of be like, you know, jarring or hard to believe Mm -hmm. or something, um, or would feel unjustified. Um, But I still buy it. And I don't know, like, again, like you said, the different hypotheses about why is it because of the writing or acting? Or is it just like, we like this show? And we don't really. <laughs> we're over, we we over, overlooking
2: everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: know.
2: No. I, yeah. I I mean, I like to think that we are not that stupid.
0: Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, and
2: like get such a bad read on something. So, like, I think that, you know, we're probably not super off base. Um, yeah. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, the other thing that I wanted to say about this is that um, I feel like more and more uh, it's becoming clear that. The theme of season two, or sorry, the, this is season three, right? No, sorry, this is season two, two. two, right. So the, the theme of season two, um, is self-consciousness. So as much as the theme of season one was consciousness, um, here we, I mean, we still, we still explore consciousness and, and all that, those basics, but there's a lot more focus on self-consciousness and finding your identity and things of that sort um so that's really cool um and we'll definitely talk about it throughout this episode
1: do you mean self-identity
0: um well it's related right so like um yeah we can talk about it more Um, yeah um, cool. So let's get into I mean, we're, we're gonna go episode by episode. Um, and then e- each episode we're divided them up. Joe has divided them up by character groups. Um,
2: hopefully that's okay. So, like, we yeah, I feel like we do a bad job of actually staying with that, but yeah. <laughs> I tried.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Thank you, Joe. So we'll <laughs> follow that. Um, all right. And we have a lot more to say about episode five. So we'll see how this turns out um so i guess let's talk about mia getting screwed over
3: yes
1: yeah
0: uh... so we saw this coming obviously mm-hmm. with mia um yeah
1: with the weeness.
0: And the he, weenus like
2: Ed's like <laughs> such a tool. Though I did like the moment where she asked him to kiss her, uh-huh. and like he and he was taking it back, and he did it because like it, that was such like the trope of like a woman using her sexuality to you know quote unquote manipulate an idiot dude like mm-hmm. who like under normal con- contextual clues she would like after a betrayal do you really think she wants to make out bro like do you really think that your mediocre like performance at sex being like did you have a good time I enjoyed like, you, really you thought it was goody? that good <laughs> she, she was that dickmatized by you that she just could not bear the thought of being locked away without kissing you again no she was playing you and stole your phone like I like I loved that sort of like little like Detail trope that you know. God, Ed just fucking sucked, and he wasn't like hot enough to you know. Sorry to the <laughs> actor. No, no actual offense made, but like, just like not. There's not. No, I mean no, no, no. no. He like, was attractive. So was out of your league, bud. He was attractive. He was he, attractive. This is Gemma Chan.
1: Gemma Chan, guys. <laughs> yeah, Jemma Chan. Like, come on. If Tom Brady's not there, like somebody else on that level. Is Tom Brady a hot? Oh my God, so hot. What? I don't even, I don't, I, I hear something that like he's, like, kind of a dick. I don't really know. I don't care. Like, he is so hot. It doesn't no. matter. I mean, I know
2: that I'm not the target audience, but no. <laughs> <laughs> His haircuts are always so terrible.
1: He, he was kind, it's clear that he was kind of a mama's boy.
2: Uh, you know, I don't understand heterosexuality. I should
0: move on. Good thing I have no opinion about this. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Right. So, yeah, I mean, um, the thing is, Mia, this whole thing is going to boil down into Mia not trusting humans again. Mm-hmm. Um, With good
1: fucking reason. But it's sad. It's it's well, sad. It's like, you know, I, I thought that moment when she tricked him was like beautifully tragic because, it, of course, it was wonderful to see her fight back and use like mm-hmm. her smarts um but also we're seeing like that part of her that loves humanity kind of just crack
2: (laughs) and she could have killed him but she didn't she didn't of course yeah and i'm like you should have
0: (laughs) yeah but i mean when you say good reason um what counts as good reason because obviously like inferring about a whole species of creatures based on one person is not good inference
1: it's i think it's more that it's understandable for her to feel that way um and we also when we entered this story we had niska who had a very different experience and she was clearly affected by it and she was close to mia so you kind of like you'd think that mia would have absorbed some suspiciousness or some caution but she hadn't yet; she was still like completely innocent, and so I think, in, with good reason, it means she should have sort of seen it coming. But there was a part of her that was just still so pure, like, and now and now that's broken. And yet, we 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 still have
2: sort of the, an amazing juxtaposition with Niska in that, like, again, when she's going through her trial she's able to read lips of the the prosecutor and mm-hmm. judge i guess i'm not sure like whatever government people and realize that like her trial was a farce so obviously people are still not to be trusted and yeah. yet like she is learning that there that humanity isn't all like that like she felt bad when laura told her yes. that her family had been attacked and warned off and like she still like loves astrid and like went back to find her you know so it's kind of like it's 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 interesting that for all the shit that Niska has been through knowing being proved to her time and time again that humanity sucks. She is like actually still like discovering that some people are good, versus like Mia having kind of the opposite of being like, Wow, some people are shitty, and I am surprised by this. Yes, mm. I think
3: so.
0: Yeah, uh, character that, that's very interesting. Niska started in a more cynical place and evolved from there to a more modern position. Whereas Mia started in a very um, unrealistically um, optimistic place and evolved from that into unrealistically um, um, sort of harsh or, um, yeah, Yeah, radical. and
1: we, kind of, <laughs> we see that a lot. Like, in stories, I feel like it's a lot easier to take the person who is sort of a villain at first and sort of start to see their heart of gold and appreciate that versus taking someone who was so good at first and start to like show their weaknesses it's like i don't know why psychologically it's easier to accept the villain with the heart of gold than the um golden boy who fucked up one time Hmm. (laughs) um but it's interesting i i mean i don't really know why that is but it's it's definitely something we see a lot
0: yeah um yeah i mean i i i get that you say it's understandable uh i definitely agree that it's understandable but it's the same thing as any other sort of prejudice um like you know you're making a judgment about an entire group of people um based on a few examples and uh, it's understandable why people do that but it's also something that uh, is not to be promoted um You know, I mean, if you, like, when you say humanity sucks, obviously, like, that's a generalization, right? So, like, they shouldn't really think that. That's not the right way to to think about it. Um, The right way to think about it is how do I adjust my expectations and, and, uh, you know, my level of trust to match reality? Mm -hmm. Um, And whether you're a human or not, you have to learn that. So, like, if you are a human woman who was screwed over by Ed, um in a similar way um you wouldn't walk off saying oh all humans are stupid you would walk off general generalizing if you were generalizing you'd be generalizing some other way uh, you, you either not generalize or if you were generalizing you would be saying something like oh all men are um idiots or all this and that or the other thing you find something some other trait to generalize on um so I think, I mean, yeah, that's the problem is it is it's like becoming your enemy because it Ed is Ed's problem is that he think still thinks in terms of us versus you, right? Because it's like, well, we're human and you're not whatever, whatever you are. Um, and then to be affected by that, to be a victim of that and then adopt the same attitude of us versus them um is i think the wrong lesson to take from it you know when mia comes out and says i need to be with my own kind the fact that she's not thinking in terms of my kind and your kind is um doesn't represent progress to me
3: mm-hmm. you know,
0: yeah i, I think you're
1: understand. right I, th- I think that's a yeah no i think you're absolutely right Okay. Cool.
2: (laughs) Did you (laughs) have any
3: thoughts,
1: Joe? No, I mean, I, yeah, I, I agree. (laughs)
3: Cool. (laughs) It's like, Um, we
1: understand Mia, but like, yeah, Shaheen, you're right. And I think it's like the freshness of such an emotional injury, like doesn't give you the perspective to recognize that. Yeah.
2: I think, I, I mean, slightly jumping ahead in, in her story of, of, um, reverting herself back to an unawoken state. Like mm-hmm. uh, like what a fucking, because that was the other thing is that when she was Anita, she said that as Mia, she was trapped in there, mm-hmm. right? Do you guys mm-hmm. remember? Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, A, if if she, like, I mean, obviously she couldn't know if that's how it was going to be again, like, but let's assume that it is, or that that was something that she was thinking about, like that she willingly as a form of self-preservation sort of imprisoned herself again. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I, I almost wish that we had a bit more time to kind of spend with mm-hmm. Mia on that decision or, you know, the, the, the result of it, because right. like, that's kind of a big deal.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, at, at first I thought that she downloaded herself onto the phone. Um, but apparently not. Apparently she went back to the same thing or something similar because Maddie said that she's all she needs is a, is an override code. So what i take from that is mia's code is already inside anita maddie doesn't need to have a have a mia code um she just needs to override the anita code um so yeah i think you're right she did something like you said uh imprison herself and it also represents interestingly this this theme that repeats in these episodes of rejecting consciousness Mm -hmm. um preferring to be unconscious um which you know we see with Odie, and we'll talk about it um and this is sort of like a a a hint of that right so like uh, Mia temporarily chooses to go back to an unconscious synth because um the conscious world is too unbearable I mean I know the reason she does that technically is so that uh, they don't buy her and that she automatically finds her way back to, to the uh, Hawkins, but also symbolically, it's like she can't stand the, the world of consciousness, so she, goes prefers to go back to an unconscious or an innocent state. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I was impressed by the smuggler lady, who <laughs> had this like device, apparently that could tell the difference between um regular sins and conscious sins i feel like like wouldn't qualia want to get a get what, their hands on that device that like i <laughs> thought she
1: was with qualia
0: was she
2: oh that they are sending out people to buy up the conscious sense yes. and bring them to the silo
1: yes that's what i thought
2: uh. hmm.
0: yeah that actually makes sense but then, so but so they know how to distinguish them already, like mm-hmm. they have a thing that they click and it's like beep beep. Okay, you're not conscious. <laughs> um, I mean, that sounds that sounds great. Like I thought, wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's progress. I mean that that would have been useful in uh, Niska's trial. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's at least according to the device <laughs> created by the private sector, this uh, this is conscious sense. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway,
1: well, I think that what they know is that there's like a feedback loop, quote unquote.
0: Right, that's and what so they. That's saying. what it
1: can detect. I don't know yeah. though; they're not clear. They could tell us more about it.
0: Anything else about Mia?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Um, oh, one like one little thing: Gemma Chan is an mm-hmm. excellent actress, and like it was mm. so amazing seeing her go from like you know, conscious synth to synth synth. Like, yeah. It was just like so eerie. I thought yeah. that was great.
2: <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. She, I just, but yeah, Jemma Cham all day. Jemma Cham
0: Excellent. Yeah. Um, all right. So we can use that as a segue. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> use what as a segue? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing that Bob said, um, which I forgot now,
1: <laughs> how much did you smoke before the shaheen
0: uh, uh let's not let's not get into that um <laughs> <laughs> that
3: sensory funny. feedback
0: loop sensory feedback loop is what i was um let's let's move on to leo and France. i'm jumping around a little bit yeah if that's, okay. that's okay um yeah so the sensory feedback loop thing is interesting i mean that um what's her name The the new newly awoken lady who's uh with the hair
1: um the crazy one or the
0: no the 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 one that's like um max's super
1: oh murdery like
0: female max
1: uh, i did not catch her name oh the one with the pink hair i thought it was orange but yes orange whatever peach
2: peach, peach? yeah are you talking about her i yeah. did she get a name i don't know fuck i'm oh, okay. terrible at names anyway, and names <laughs> she
0: um she oh, when she wakes up right she is like first of all i can't believe
2: she didn't beat those kids like i would have backhanded that little boy like (laughs) into the into the fucking drywall like
0: yeah well she's she's max 2.0 she's like so fucking nice and it's just like yeah
1: she was like she her whole you know those kids were being assholes and her instinct was you know to stop the violence and and say you must be kinder yeah. Which I thought was interesting. De-escalation. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting because there's like this sense of like self that they were doing something bad to her. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the morality of it that you have must be kinder. That's like mm-hmm. a lot to recognize in the situation. I don't know. I thought that that was interesting.
0: Yeah. I thought that was cool. And it was a quick window into her personality. So it seems like as soon as they wake up, they have a personality already. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, this is just, yeah. Is I okay? wonder if it
1: has to do with what they were programmed to do before, because for example, the, you know, peach is a, a childcare nanny. Simp, yeah. You know, yeah. so maybe because, um, a lot of it is like protect children, teach them to be good mm-hmm. humans. Um, maybe that kind yeah. of is the basis for her personality versus like Hester was in a factory.
0: Right. And maybe the maneuver. effects of uh, those experiences, which at the time they didn't, they weren't conscious of, but they've been recorded. Maybe they immediately determine their personality. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So yeah. But, but so my question was, okay, so I have a, well, actually about this, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. But, So, she types sensory feedback loop, right, into Mm -hmm. the thing, and they come and rescue her. Um, Or Max comes and rescues her. Right. And um, so, that's interesting. We talked about this a little bit before when um, they mentioned sensory feedback before. That's the way they describe consciousness, and it seems like that's the way the synths that come online, they that's how they perceive it in their in their own experience in their own subjective experience they as the as it were feel it as a feedback loop um so that's a that's an interesting way to think about consciousness as a feedback loop which is like a second order processing
3: Mm -hmm. um
0: right so like you have your first order processing which every um being that's able to that's capable of, you know, carrying out complicated tasks would have, you know, you take a visual and auditory stimuli, other sorts of stimuli, and you put them together to make a decision and so on, uh, which the unconscious sense can do too. Um, and the zombie would be able to do too. And then you have the second order um, processing, which looks upon that and examines that and evaluates that um so it looks at what your consciousness is what your what the first order um processing is doing and evaluates that Mm -hmm. uh, in a second order manner so that's some that's one way that i think um people have suggested we should think about consciousness and uh, i guess like from a um neuroscientific standpoint um might be useful to think of it that way uh and so that's how they describe it and it's also of course the best way of talking about consciousness if you want to talk about self-consciousness which like i said is um sort of the theme of these these episodes or this season Um, but anyway yeah the sensory feedback loop thing um is interesting i don't know what, what you guys think about that
2: <laughs> i i mean i don't know if i like thought about it that much if i'm being perfectly honest
0: uh-huh. i mean what um, when they say when they say sensory feedback what do you think or sensory feedback loop what do you think they mean what comes to your mind
2: um like just sort of recursive feeling like uh-huh. you feel something and then you feel how you feel about it and then you feel how you feel about that and then you feel how you feel about that uh-huh. and you know eventually you kind of like whatever emotion that you were feeling at first is either uh, you know intensified like mm-hmm. it you know sort of dwells and dwells and dwells and like you get more angry and more angry and more angry or happier and happier and happier or you like as as the like process goes you actually go further away from whatever emotion you were mm-hmm. um which i think i think that is something that you know definitely as i would understand it separate a conscious synth from an unconscious synth because i there's no reason there's no reason to kind of go on that like emotional journey like obviously emotions isn't really even a word to be using with you know unconscious sense but like if you you know if they understand that you know something is wrong or bad or you know whatever um like like our peach haired um, you know synth who woke up and realized that you know she probably should not backhand the asshole child into the drywall but you know it is a teachable <laughs> moment you know that that the moment that she woke up she was able to sort of parse that out um, versus i think you know a regular synth where y- you can't see those gray areas you can't see the there is no like change from processing the same amount of information does that make sense Hmm. um yeah i don't know if that's what
0: that's, you were asking that's no that's that's very cool i mean that's sort of what i'm saying um uh, but it's a different version of it and i wonder if so what you're saying is um i was saying there's like a first order and a second order but what you're saying has like infinitely many orders you can have a feeling and then have a feeling about the feeling and then have a feeling about the feeling about the feeling and and so on.
2: (laughs) Um, Like theoretically versus I think if you're an unconscious synth, you kind of, everything lands on the exact same stack, you know, Mm -hmm. not that they're having feelings about anything, but like the information, unless new things happen, like unless new stimuli or information comes into sort of the processing unit, there is no reason to change The conclusion that is reached, like Uh without new stimuli, versus you know, a person can sit in a room and dwell on a thought and wind up in a completely different place than when they started. Because Mm -hmm. even without new information coming in, sort of the reflecting on it can change,
1: yeah. And I think, in terms of like that secondary loop versus like the primary one, which is just like sensory feedback, um, I think it's like. A lot of the times with the brain, the way that they've studied it is, like, when things go wrong and figuring out, like, what that means. Um, And so if you think about, like, for example, like a panic attack, um, one of the tactics for panic attacks is, like, um, focusing on sensory feedback, for example. So, like, what does the thing that you're touching feel like? Describe it to yourself in detail. So focusing on, like, the very bare like what what are the sounds around you without like thoughts about it just describe the sounds around you so it's it's like you're trying to interrupt that secondary loop because Mm -hmm. it's gone haywire so like yes i think there's definitely a secondary loop that's evaluating things um
0: that's very interesting yeah yeah so yeah yeah um this sort of like these exercises for being in the present moment and like for people who dissociate or um and things like that or yeah have panic attacks yeah like hold an ice cube in your hands yeah um right (laughs) like um that sort of supposedly brings you back to reality yeah Um, yeah it
1: calms the loop and i think they even call it like breaking like the
0: breaking the loop
1: yeah i think they actually call it that that. (laughs) yeah
0: Awesome, yeah, so um, what about this whole Leo and friends stuff? Um, So So she goes with Max, starting their own intentional community. (laughs) Go ahead, (laughs) Joe.
2: Fucking hippies. (laughs) Well, like, I know that I should have put this in the well actuallys, um, but Leo's fucking gross charge charge port wound, like, how is he not dead or, like, at least, like, riddled with gangrene? Like, did that's it, a cute, like. Mm, did it get
0: more gross? Because I feel like it wasn't this like bad in huge.
2: season one. Like, is there a reason they can't, like, pull out the little charge port bit and, like, sew up <laughs> the fucking rest of
1: it? Like. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. okay, that's all I got. That'll be, that should be a question we asked the creator Was there ever a plan for Leo's sketchy wound charge port to be fixed? <laughs> I mean, wait, no, I guess it was solved because, spoiler alert, if anyone's not listening to our warnings, um, when he quote unquote dies, um, uh-huh. his electrical synth brain dies, but his brain brain rebooted basically, right? That's what happens So he doesn't need his charge port anymore? I think so. I don't know, I but so. he still, he still uses, I I don't know. Like it's a little, it's a little triancy. Lots of questions,
2: yeah. obviously.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure.
1: Yeah, maybe like some of the facts are fuzzy and it'll make more sense when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> Welp.
2: I, I feel like all of us had the human beings can convince themselves of anything they want. Um, I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that, that, that could be something that we, that we talk about. It's Yeah. So fucking I, <laughs> I love the context of her like listening to like some dude like have sex with a ass who <laughs> is very much faking her, you know, enjoyment of the situation. And as it turns out as we as we saw with Mia and and you know, douchebag Ed, um possibly even conscious sense not really Yeah. having the best time.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. Um,
0: do you think um It's true, and do you think it's specific to humans that they can convince themselves of anything they want?
1: Yes. There's people who are flat earthers.
0: (laughs) But is that specific to humans, or do you think any intelligent being would be that way?
1: I think it's impossible to know.
3: Um,
0: I mean, confirmation bias, you can think of it, I mean, you you like to think of things uh, evolutionarily. Conscious Confirmation biases, there are theories about, like, what the evolutionary root of it is, right? Which is mm-hmm. basically they say that, like, human reasoning didn't develop to uh, facilitate finding the truth. It developed to um, facilitate recruiting people to your team. Yes. Um, and that's why we have confirmation bias. So, yeah. But I guess if you, you have a species of beings that didn't evolve at all or evolved in a different way then it could be different.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's very true. I think I mean it would have to be to not have confirmation bias. It would have to be like a an intelligent species that's less social maybe or didn't rely on being social to have strength and survive in their environment. Mm. Um so I think yeah it, it depends on the environment that they grow up and maybe if we're thinking it from evol- evolutionary psychology, um, mm. but no, it's interesting to think about because I, a lot of the times we forget like how many how infinite conscious being characteristics are potentially. Mm.
0: Yeah, and a lot of you know philosophy is sometimes addressed to conscious beings or intelligent beings in general Kant talks about this a lot um and so it's interesting because he thinks there are certain things that all conscious beings all rational beings would have in common um same with Heidegger you probably heard of this term Dasein I have
2: no <laughs> <laughs> you probably know so, I actually haven't
0: <laughs> I mean this is yeah when people talk about Heidegger this is one of the first things they mentioned is dasein and there's always a question of what is dasein and
2: me too um, i am questioning
0: <laughs> well in german it just means being there but um when you read the book like when you read being in time oh, it sounds ein? like dasein yeah uh it sounds like heidegger's talking about people uh and so one interpretation about what dasein is, is that uh it's people mostly but he doesn't say people because um, he wants to leave it open that it may not be human beings necessarily, but any being that has these sorts of features mm-hmm. that rational human beings have. Um, say what? Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I was wondering if this is like, uh, the fact that you can convince yourself of anything you want, is that specific to humans?
2: I kind of have to wonder, sort of the value in, yeah, like I have a really like even dolphins or you know other highly intelligent animals. I I kind of wonder if, if that itself is maybe something that would separate us from them, um, because like I, I and maybe it's just my my human prejudice, but I like try to think. What could it be that another like an animal would need to convince themselves of and I'm not just talking about like when my cat like fucking hallucinates and like thinks that something is out to get him when obviously it is not like <laughs> you, like I'm not I'm not like including that in there but you know this sort of idea of like being like you know fuck i'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna seize the day I'm gonna get it I'm gonna you know do all the stuff or or like bub said you know like the earth is fucking flat despite all evidence I firmly believe this like i I wonder if that kind of thinking is in any way valuable or would have even evolved in another species, because I can't, I cannot conceive of a reason like mm-hmm. why, yeah, you know, like like a dolphin being like, I, "Today is the day that I walk on land. I'm going to do this." I'm like, <laughs> is it
1: though? Like, well, I, if you consider like um, a dolphin being like. No, I swear there's fish. Like, for example, humans being like, no, we can get to India if we just keep sailing west. Um, that there's this like risk factor that leads to an explosion of resource finding, um, or that leads to better resources that are available and people survive more, blah, blah, blah. Um, so like so, one
2: dolphin being like, dude, trust me, there's yeah. a shit ton of fish on the other <laughs> side of this island. Yeah. And the other dolphin's being like, it's full of sharks. And, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean.
0: Uh, but dol- would
2: they even follow that dolphin? You know what I mean? Like, would, can that, can that dolphin rip up, you know, whip up a crowd to <laughs> to follow him into shark infested waters thinking, you know, he, 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 do you know what yeah. I mean? Or are they like, you you no, pop I mean, fucking nuts? They can kill like- sharks.
0: I think I know exactly what you mean. I mean, when we talked about agency before, um, I I think I probably said probably several times <laughs> um, <laughs> that and I um,
2: probably don't remember. Several <laughs>
0: times. I probably remember don't remember most of it. Um, is that one way to understand the difference between humans and animals is that humans can make contracts. Um, which also another way to understand that is. We can make long-term plans to reorganize our societies and and rearrange our behaviors. Uh, We can make plans to go against our immediate desires uh, for the sake of some gain or greater good or something. Um, And animals don't seem to be able to do that. Animals do uh, manifest all other aspects of reasoning, being able to reason, but they don't do this one thing, which is entering into contracts with each other, long-term contracts, uh, which societies basically are.
2: You mean um, like apart from like, sort of like like maternal stuff where like, you know, feeding their young at the expense of themselves or like, you know, like you mean outside of sort of this very basic.
0: Right. Well, that's not a contract. Survival. That's just hardwired into the got animal. It. Got it. Got it. Yeah. You know, like something that's not hardwired or even goes against what's hardwired, right? That's because like, if you think of a society as a contract, for example, what, what we basically, what the contract is, is um, don't um, don't kill anybody and you'll have more stuff.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think right? that animals That's don't <laughs> have that, though. Why do you think animals are in pods or packs or families or
0: you Don't, don't you think it's by instinct?
1: Well, but why is it not by instinct for humans? Because we can choose to
0: not do that. And a lot of us do.
1: But I think that there are animals, there are, like, rogue animals who also go against the norm.
0: Um,
2: Like, like that, like, when you see, and this is horrible, but, like, there was that photo series of, like some dog that like got hit by a car and like his buddy like hung out with him like oh my god you know oh my god joe and like stop. that just... definitely like goes against you know instinct of like this is a dangerous place my mm. friend got hit by a car here i should probably skedaddle um yeah i mean i guess something like that would would sort of count where like occasionally there's like a thing that happens where you're like that's you don't yeah doing that dog
0: no, I mean, animals definitely show a lot of complex behavior. Like but elephant it's, funerals? Mm-hmm. Right. But you never see, like, an ant or whatever, any sort of animal, like, dropping its load and being like, fuck this shit, man. This is stupid. <laughs> well, an like, I'm ant. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to carry <laughs> ten times my fucking weight for nothing. And the queen gets to just lay around and have babies. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And, and then when, when we're old, they chop the us world. down. <laughs> And throw us out. is like, what the fuck is this life? I'm going to just leave this colony.
1: <laughs> I think and... a lot of people in China would have words for you. <laughs> I mean, I feel like
2: uh, the a- ants are probably not the best example because they're...
0: Well, they show a lot of very complex behavior, though.
2: But I think it's all hardwired, which is kind of a crazy thing in and of itself.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point. And I-, I thought this was kind of what you were saying um, about what animals can't do.
3: I
1: guess it's hard for me to see the hard line between, um, instincts for humans and instincts for animals. I think that like we are complex creatures and we have complex instincts and the same goes for other higher order animals. Um, so it's, it's kind of dicey when you try to separate the two. um, 'Cause our whole society is based on what benefited the individual, which was being social. Mm-hmm. Although none of us here are good at being social, so I don't know what that <laughs> says about our survival. <laughs> this is this
3: is the only
2: socialization I've done all weekend outside of outside of hanging out with my girlfriend.
1: <laughs> no, my dad I'm seeing my mom on Thanksgiving, which was more than enough. My dad literally, when he was driving me to the train so I could come back to New York this morning, was like um oh so your podcast and I was explaining like what we talk about he's like oh so instead of going to bars and socializing with people you have a podcast
3: <laughs> I was like
1: I guess
3: <laughs> I was like thanks uh, enough.
1: thanks
2: thanks a lot just drop me up. we we got invited to like like a holiday party, like at some friend, like some friends of friends, you know, like acquaintance mm-hmm. friendly people that like I go to the gym with. Um, of course, I didn't get an invite. Granted, I'm never on Facebook, but my girlfriend did. I was like, ouch, okay. I see where I stand. Um, because they are from my gym. Thank you. Um But like as like we were coming home, like first of all, the party wasn't even like invited to start until like 9 30. I was like, well, first of all, listen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like we were coming, we were driving home at like, I don't know, like 4.30 or something. And I was like, you know, so are we going to go to this party, you know, tonight? And like, I knew we weren't going to go, but it was definitely like, you have to ask me closer to 9.30, you know, so I can like actually give you an answer. Meanwhile, we're in bed watching TV at like 7.45. So, yeah, it's just, why do people insist on hanging out so late? God damn. Anyway, I digress. Anyway,
3: Well, I mean, going else? back
1: to humans, human beings can convince themselves of anything they want. I thought mm-hmm. the great juxtaposition to that was Hester coming in covered in blood and she's like, oh yeah, yeah she's fine. <laughs> she <didn't." laughs> right? Like, Leo. Hello. Hello.
2: You like, don't have more questions. Just, like, mm, yeah. Like,
3: <laughs> like,
2: the fact that you can't read Hester as real fucked up yeah. And not think that... She, and she's proven herself to be kind of murdery. And then for her to be like, oh, yeah, no, I Pinky swear I'm not going to murder people anymore. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. But I have to say, she had surprising game in the bedroom for a synth. Like, she really... She knew how to appeal to Leo. Like, she knew, like, she's like, our partnership. Like, all these, like... And I think that she believed a lot of it. Like, and... I don't know, I was very impressed by that, because she is, I don't know if it's, it's. she has these um, qualities that are, are very sociopathic, and like, uh, sociopathic people tend to be really great at manipulation, so I don't know if we're seeing a very human characteristic in her with this, like, manipulation, or she does actually believe it, but she also has these broken qualities, but I think it's interesting.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, she's definitely really good at uh, uh, manipulation and just like understanding. Uh, but
3: is she, though? Like, how us to fuck her. with humans?
0: Because, like, she's like, I I slept with him and you didn't. Or, like, when, <laughs> when she's talking to. <laughs> when she when failed
1: at girl talk. <laughs> oh my god.
0: <gosh. laughs> yeah, when she was talking to uh, Max, she was like, um. Uh, he barely mentions you anymore <laughs> he was like mad for like two days and then you know he doesn't even talk about you anymore i'm like damn girl this is
3: <laughs> Well, but uh, how, I'm where, so- where
0: did she learn all this stuff the other ones are like i believe i'm excited <laughs> still figuring <laughs> out what they are
2: but like i'm really disappointed in leo like not realizing like do not put your dick in crazy and it is really fucking obvious that hester is crazy like
1: Uh
2: obviously not our human definitions of it but like she's kind of murdery she's kind of manipulative she's kind of like she does not have any morality beyond what is good for her Yeah, Yeah. and so I'm just kind of like Leo you are real dumb and she is again with that wig game not hot enough to like make it she is not Gemma Chan so like what are you doing this body is not (laughs)
0: desirable
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean based on my anecdotal evidence um, dicks love crazy
0: (laughs) (laughs) well Uh. um, speaking of Hester's Speech to Leo. I, I actually agree that Hester and Leo would have been could have been a really good team, if Hester listened to Leo more. Um, you know, like she says, she could be uh, the voice of clarity and strength, um, and goal orientation, and he could be the voice of moderation and humanity. Um, mm-hmm. You know,
2: yeah, but that's not Hester's M.O. <laughs> and
0: then they would be a really good team because the only problem is he always listens to her. But she never listens to him.
1: Yeah.
3: It's fair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Uh, what else about... Do you guys have anything else about the this section?
1: Uh, I know. Why, oh, why do synths have underwear? Question mark. Uh-huh. I mean, why do they have genitals? Like... I yeah. think that's clear. I think that's well, I mean, clear. well. I mean, yes,
2: that's clear. But like, they could also just be like Mr. Potato Heads, where like they can just pop them on and off, like as needed. You know, like like much like much like uh, Karen's, you know, food bag. like, okay. It's just a little, you totally. know, you just put, you know, your vajay bag on and your little like, you know, Mr. Potato Head penis Ew. on as needed. Like, there's no need for them to okay. have them
1: all the time. But <laughs> would you not want the like perfect facsimile? <laughs> Versus a, a vagina bag, as you just
3: described. <laughs> oh,
2: I, now I really do hope that uh, Sam and, and Jonathan do not, do not listen to this
0: episode. <clears throat> Too late.
1: If
2: they were going to, they're not anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, they've long since turned us off. But no, I mean, like, Celesta. wait, maybe they just, like, underwear is just, like, part of the routine that makes you human, you know? Like, people wear underwear.
3: Hmm.
0: dude i i stopped asking these questions a long time ago because (laughs) the synths are um have a lot of things that you would think they really have no reason to have Um,
2: i mean like why would synths have to wear bras for example it's not like them having boobs would be uncomfortable like to not have them be supported so maybe
1: they're protecting the goods you know like Mm. Because people buy them, and there's an adult feature, and they don't want them to get all shaped and discolored.
2: Uh-huh. You know? Do you
1: think? Do Maybe. you think that synths, like, do you think
2: that you have to like add your own like lubricant to a synth, like, or is it like one of those weird, like, you know, I those mean, like those dolls, like, where you would like,
1: if I'm paying a hundred thousand dollars. It should self lubricate, you know.
2: Well, because that's what I'm saying. Like, or is it, or is it like one of those like those little infant dolls where you like, you know, you have to like feed them and then like, and then they like, then they make in the diaper. You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> I'm uh, sure I there's never... like a, an oil checkup or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, like is it like it, like when you take it in for the tune-up, like you take it to Pet Boys and they like refill your hmm? washer fluid and you know like top up all your fluids?
1: Can you whatever? imagine like, taking I... it in and they're like, oh wow, you're really going through that vagina juice? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You like, backup, like, do male you know, scent some...
1: have fake semen <laughs> like <laughs> I mean I honestly yeah. I'd hope so
2: because <laughs> I feel if you're if you're paying for the real experience like I'm sure that you know but like and what is it made out of is it like do you oh my god can Jeez. you so like obviously like artificial insemination yes! is a thing. Like could you go to the sperm bank, get some semen, because you want to be impregnated and you have maybe fallen in love with your synth or you kind of want like a more real thing and like can synths like be used to impregnate? Great question.
0: Dude, that's a business idea.
1: <laughs> Thank you. A million dollars. <laughs> and honestly, if the technology goes far enough, it could go both ways. And you know, it's just like an incubator oven that like an egg has been inserted into yeah huh
2: Sweet.
3: i mean
1: i'm ready for the future that has baby ovens so that
3: <laughs> no. women no <laughs> that longer that, need no, that to have be nothing ovens. to
1: do with your personal uterus
3: <laughs>
0: yeah um all right um, <laughs> moving along <laughs> moving along <laughs> i thought that it was um very interesting and kind of loaded when Hester said, has any great change ever accomplished any unjust oppression ever overturned without violence? Right. And, uh, mm. Leo said no right off the, right off the bat. Um, I mean, that kind of, um, goes against the whole thesis of, um, Nonviolent resistance and, and civil But here's the thing:
2: I, I think the way that her question was worded could still be applied to nonviolent resistance because she said without violence, not necessarily without violence perpetuated by the oppressed, because violence mm-hmm. was done to the people who were nonviolently like mm-hmm. resisting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, well, I thought about that, but that the that, situation, that
0: would. Sorry. What?
2: Violence was still in that situation. It's just it right. wasn't the people who were being oppressed perpetually. I thought
0: died. that maybe that's what she meant. But that would kind of be a red herring because the whole question was, do we have to commit violence to achieve our goal? Well,
1: people um, in power don't give it a, give it back easily. Um, what are the examples where peaceful protests have yielded results on the scale that we're talking now with like a whole people? Um, who um, are being well,
0: oppressed? India and South Africa.
1: Didn't in India people set themselves on fire? I mean, I know that's not extra violence. Well, but... there was a lot
0: of, I mean, there's always different, um, group, different resistant groups and, and whatnot. But, um, the peaceful resistance was, I, the story I've heard is that it was the most successful one actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what the, um, proponents of peaceful resistance, um, or nonviolent resistance and and civil disobedience say, um, is that there is actually even more effective because, um, it doesn't create backlash and sort of, um, uh, tit for tat and doesn't, Doesn't make it look like the two sides are engaged in the same sort of behavior.
1: I guess in the U.S. I don't feel that that's true. I I feel like in the last few years we felt, I think, a lot of us have felt very powerless, that no matter what's happening, there's no justice. Um, And, But I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I mean, the civil rights movement in the U.S. was also... You know, MLK was nonviolent resistance. Um,
2: Didn't end up super well for him, but yeah, yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, the yeah, the movement was did pretty well. Um,
1: but there was violence that happened. Whether or not right. that was not his, by the
0: yeah, you know, not not there by, was yeah,
1: violence.
0: Yeah, again, I I understand that if that's what Hester means, but um. The question Leo was asking, like, we don't. Leo was feeling guilty about them using violence. And so it, the relevant point for her would have been has any uh, oppression ever been overturned without violence from, you know, on the, the part of mm-hmm. the oppressed? Plus, and Hester's the just. That, you know, she's yes. judging
1: her words, maybe. But Hester's just also
2: super murderous, So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess I, I would want to know more information on the times that non-violence has worked because i would love to see those stories because i don't think mm-hmm. we talk about them enough
0: yeah no i agree
1: because all the only thing i think about when i think of like a similar thing is you know the civil war um mm-hmm. because that's the biggest which is pretty fucking violent which was pretty fucking violent yeah. um so yeah i think yeah. i'd like to know other examples
0: cool um so we can talk about niska and the hawkinses okay. um if hawkinses. you guys yeah if you guys are down <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so um niska i feel like i don't know uh maybe you guys can explain this better to me but niska kind of acted hastily didn't she like what what evidence did she she didn't know for sure that this was rape.
2: no i think she did I, I think she did, because we got a shot of her being, of reading their lips, mm-hmm. and I think that we were supposed to infer that, like, she was able to sort of glean that this was all a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, she, much like the therapist, you know, the the, the synth therapist and all those, like, they can read, you know, changes in body chemistry, and so I think, I bet that she was able to sort of, like, with, you know, 85% certainty that this is a farce, um, uh-huh. and just decided to nope the fuck out of there.
1: Yeah, I guess, like, what I assumed, or what I felt that I was led to assume was that she she saw them saying, okay, well, once we do this, this is going to happen, and so, okay, great, we're on the same page, whatever. And it, that was about not um, viewing her as a... Mm-hmm. whatever the title
2: not is.
0: Not ruling her favor. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like... This is slightly jumping ahead to also her her escape and stuff, but you know how like they're they're always calling her it,
3: uh-huh. and, yeah,
2: and even just me just now, like which granted I do I do sort of err on the side of conscious synths being people, but like we've never called them it as we've have we as we've talked about them, and like mm. I find that sort of aspect of the show kind of unrealistic. Like we talk about. We we assign gender to dogs that we meet on the street that we've never met before. <laughs> so you know true. what I mean? Like, I don't always know a this girl. dog that I'm petting is a boy or a girl, but I'm going to assign it a gender because that's, I'm not, it's not an it. It is something, and like, since look human, like, how are you not going to like, how, how do you remember to always call them it's?
1: Does that make sense? I think that the, in this context, though, you have to think about the legalese of it. And so you know how you're never supposed to say you're sorry, even though you don't think you're in the wrong. But you're also mm-hmm. sorry that everyone's having bad feelings, but you can't say it. Your lawyer's like, don't say that you're sorry. It, it shows culpability, you know? So in this case, it feels like he's saying it because he's making a point legally. This isn't it. Mm. And so or else like, you know, Laura could argue he called her she, he knows mm. that she's whatever, you know, whatever. whatever. So I think they I mean, Capital Chick from Word of the Witness would have to weigh in because none of us are lawyers. <laughs> um, all of my lawyers, lawyer skills are from Liar Liar. And yeah. Yeah. But I think that's
3: it. Um, I, I, yeah, that I mean, even,
0: even if, um, the, like, I didn't even catch that scene about um, her um reading their lips so that that helps mm-hmm. but um even even so it's as long as she's not 100% like what would be the harm in letting that trial quote-unquote unfold and if they end up ruling against you then you can break out and you know
2: i feel like this was there. just over their bullshit like she had places to be and Astrid to do you know like and she didn't
1: want the case to be finished and have that precedent in place because it's yeah. it's one of those like once there is a precedent, it makes things very hard to fight mm-hmm. against. So she, I think, that's why she stopped it, and um, to, to make mm-hmm. sure there wasn't a precedent.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. She she did mention that she did mention the word precedent. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, um, what else about what else about Niska, Niska or the Hawkins Hawkinses? Yeah.
2: Um, well, this has less to do with the Hawkinses, uh, well, I guess maybe Toby, um, but did any, I mean, I, Bub's and I actually talked about this briefly, but I just realized that, um, shit, what is that girl's name? Um, Reenie. Reenie Is mm-hmm. Letitia Wright from fucking Black Panther? She's so like the tech girl. Yeah, she's Shuri, <laughs> the awesome the little sister, cool tech. Like, girl. and this was like this came out in 2016, and like she was playing, sh- and and Black Panther was 2018. So I'm just like, she looks so much older in Black Panther. Like, maybe she just aged a shit ton in a, in a year or so, but, like, I feel like they were probably filming somewhat concurrently, like, or at least, like, really close together, but, like, holy shit, I had no idea until I was watching, I was like, why does she seem so familiar? And then <laughs> IMDB to the rescue, and I, like, lost my mind that it was, that
1: she was in Black Panther, so... <laughs> I think I, her hair is meant to be re- synth and ridiculous sort of a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so maybe that's why. So I think th- and with the context, I, when you said that, I was like, wait. And I didn't even know what you were talking about at first until you sent me the GIF. And I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah. very cool. Very cool. It's like this show scooped her up right as she was like getting big.
2: Yeah I'm glad that she got to be in it like it's I find that to be a super interesting character especially because Toby like then tries to get her to talk to Sophie later to be like Mm -hmm. you know let her be a kid like you're old enough that you this is what you want to do Mm -hmm. Um, but like she's still a little kid like you know. Tell her to feel things, yeah, um, which I thought was super interesting, and then also finding out sort of the backstory of her of why she's pretending to be a sin. Oh my because god, her dad's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my god, that I was like so heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, like, and it really like I already understood the appeal to to pretending to be a simp, simp, Um, because you can just kind of fall into that and not have to worry about emotions, you know. Well,
2: it's kind of like people who live in 24-7 dom sub-relationships, you know? Like, you know, if you like to just sort of relinquish control and not have to think and, like, spend the energy yeah. on that, then, you know, sure, I guess. Also, Seems...
1: furries, I feel like is a – like, you just want to be an instinctual animal and in cuddle piles, I guess. Um... <laughs> is this
2: how you're coming out to being a furry? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but – Sometimes I'm like,
2: I mean, a cuddle pile. That sounds terrible. the weird sex stuff in genital costumes. Yeah, would right? be into. Oh God. It.
0: <laughs> cool stories, guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the You're internet. You're the one wrangling, dude.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, was that was that it? Are you done with your thing? Um, oh yeah, joke? no. That
1: was that was my major thing.
0: Oh okay okay.
1: Well, in terms of like um. We, where we start with a family, they had just had a service-working synth who was supposedly in their house to, like, check the meter, um, end up being, like, a hacked synth that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, invaded their home, basically. Um, Which I had
0: questions about. What do you mean? In terms of, like, who, who was threatening her? Was it the, the government?
1: I think so, yes.
0: Or it was the company,
1: because there's maybe liability with their synths being so company or the government one of the two
0: yeah i wouldn't i don't understand why um qualia would would threaten her is there I, any reason they would do that
1: um i think because if synths are free and um operating on their own they could uh-huh. be culp- culp- uh, culpable of anything uh-huh. that they do basically so to or fight they can't against sell them
0: anymore her. or something Yeah, Yeah,
1: something. Um, So I think that they would be against it, just as the government wants to be against it. Um,
0: Anyway, sorry. So you were saying?
1: Oh, I was just saying that it's the idea of the synths being able to be hacked. is really scary. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. this is like the futuristic version of someone cutting your brake line. Um, (laughs) So it's... I mean I think that's like there's like a horror story to tell there. But maybe it's already been told. Like if you can think of um what's it called? Two thousand one A Space Odyssey and how. Um yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like uh the synth equivalent of getting like um a, a brain eating bacteria. Mm.
3: Yes.
1: Yes. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, yeah.
0: Can we, so, can we also
2: just have a moment Where yay Toby did not take You know did not have weird Fake synth sex with Shuri He's really turning out to be A wonderful young man I have to right? say <laughs> Like he was an understandable pervert yeah. Before
1: like, I think all 13 year olds boy or girl Are perverts Yeah
2: everyone's a fucking pervert then But I feel like he's kind of He's pretty great now
1: I agree yeah, I think that he, was a really great moment he
2: was like, you know, I like you, and
3: yeah,
1: I want to do this, but like, not like this. Like, mm. yeah, I think he like, wanted yeah. he wanted to accept Rini as someone who chose that lifestyle, but he also wanted to have time with her when she was not in that, which I thought was like
3: sweet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but wasn't it um, sort of like insensitive or intolerant of him to say that?
1: Don't think so. I mean,
2: I think. That's I mean, a good he was question. also communicating what he was not comfortable with doing.
1: Yes, I think that's a good point. Um, like
2: that was against his boundaries.
1: Yeah, um, and I think that like he sees like he, she told him her story. I think he's. Emotionally intelligent enough to glean the meaning behind that meaning, like she, if her childhood was not what it was and her situation was not what it was, she probably would not be adopting the synth life, you know. So mm-hmm. I think he's trying to give her a space to not have to be that. It's also safe, and she has, you know, a, a social connection with another person who's there for her. Um, but he, I mean. I can see how it's not supportive but i i think he's trying to be supportive i think it's tough
0: i think that um like she uh what's her name again um rini rini she can tell that he is being supportive with the um eventual goal of changing her um and when you're supportive of someone that that way it doesn't feel good to them
1: I feel um, that he wanted to change her though i felt he just wanted her to have an off um an
2: offsetting so to say
3: uh-huh
2: <laughs> like he's down with her kink but like maybe they could just like you know have some vanilla sex first yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. uh-huh okay <laughs> i have Still, a lot he's to say there
2: to kink shame <laughs> sorry what would you, what, what do you have to say
0: sorry I have a lot to say about Odie and, and all of that Um
2: no, I'm sad
0: but, um, but, should, but yeah. should we wait till we get to the Odie part of the next episode or should we get it out now
2: um, we can talk we can do all of our Odie stuff right now that's fine I don't care
0: yeah we can do that
2: like it's not um, like you know we are particularly uh, you know stringent in our in our rule set of not talking about the next episode
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> right so yeah, I, uh, I mean, I really like Odie's journey. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, um, one of the clearest manifestations of what I was talking about before in terms of journey from consciousness to self-consciousness. So when the sense wake up, uh, first thing that they experience is, as we've said before, um, they, they suddenly have qualitative subjective experience they have qualia and they also suddenly have agency they can make their own decisions so if those are the things that define conscious consciousness in this world um then once you have those once you can feel and sense things and make your own decisions then the next question becomes okay um who am i is there a me and and what is that if, you know, what is that me, you know, is it just like a bundle of experiences, just like an accumulation of memories and things that I sense um, and, you know, record in my brain, or is there something constant beyond all of the, all of the fleeting uh, sensations and memories and such that is there something constant or enduring that's, that's me, the real me, and you know, uh, and we often, humans often like to have the sense of themselves, the sense of self, um, be associated with some sort of narrative or purpose or something, like, um, you know, like they like to say that they are something, right? Like, I am a carpenter, I am a web developer, or whatever. Um, they like to have a story for their lives and it seems like every all of the sins and this is i mean i wonder if this is because humans are writing the story but all the sins are going through the same thing and the options that they look for are all human options like why can't they just think of crazy stuff like mm-hmm. your sins you can do whatever like don't you don't have to like go outside and look at what humans do to choose what you want to do with your life um But anyway, um, it, it's, that, that journey is interesting. You see that in Odie, you see that in Karen, right? Mm -hmm. She's thinking, like, um, none of the, none of those characters that I play are me. You know, I'm not Beatrice. I'm not Karen. Um, and, and yeah, and Pete is like, well, when you said you like ice cream or whatever, um, who was that? which which you was that and that's a great question right it's like is there a you is a constant you that you could say oh it's that one that that likes ice likes ice cream mm-hmm. so yeah um but of course i mean do, do we find out that uh Odie killed himself this episode
2: I think we saw the letter
0: in his hand, didn't we?
2: Yeah, no, he, he, I think it's at the end. I think it's in the next episode of the episode, sorry, the seven or eight.
1: Oh, you know, I think that's true. I think I wrote it down, but it's because my, the Amazon just plays them so close together that I didn't hmm. realize it had ended and it, it just like really seamlessly went into the next thing. Um, so yeah, that might be part of next episode.
0: Yeah. So or like the it, next
1: set of episodes, it wasn't episode six. Yeah. Is what
0: I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we should maybe talk about that more next time, but that's also another manifestation of this idea of having self-awareness, mm-hmm. being gifted with self-awareness and then rejecting it. I mean, this is usually how the story of Adam and Eve is, is read, right? Like that the apple, whatever it was, the wheat, whatever they, they, they weren't supposed to eat. Um, and that, that they en- ended up eating the, the snake um deceived them to eat it um that was like the fruit of self-awareness it was it gave them self-awareness because up to that point um it says that like they were naked but they weren't um ashamed of it they weren't embarrassed
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, as though they didn't even realize that they were naked and as soon as they ate that apple uh adam and eve suddenly realized they're naked um and they were embarrassed And then they started covering themselves. And that's when, that's the original sin, right? So the original sin is self-awareness. Um, the first thing that humans did wrong (laughs) was becoming aware of themselves and thinking about who they are and what they want to do. Um, God wanted them, wanted them to just hang out in heaven and just chill around and just not, (laughs) not really think about any of this stuff.
1: Like worst <laughs> reality TV show ever. Like what a weirdo. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah. So um. So yeah. Odie uh, got a taste of the apple and and was like, uh, no, thank you. I would. I want to go back to not being self-aware. <laughs> um. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I feel like his plight is so understandable. Like, if you're someone who didn't automatically know what they wanted to do and it feels like like i hate my least favorite interview question ever is where do you see yourself in five years you know i don't know if this company probably not like it's just like it's really hard to answer that question i think for a lot of people um and and you do have this like sense that you're supposed to know you're supposed to have like a path that you're following and whatever whatever and so like I'm not somebody who I think the best way I put it in an interview is like I'm about the journey <laughs> um not so much the yeah. destination um and so but it, it's like I get it that it's it's scary to have to feel like you have all these questions you have to answer immediately and and you don't have like a, a strong feeling either way so you, you feel like you have to make up the stuff and that doesn't feel right either Um, and so obviously not to the extreme of Odie, but like, I think it was very understandable what he was feeling. Um, and it was, it was heartbreaking to see him struggle so much with that. Um, and I think that had he shared his feelings, um, with a human who would have understood a little bit more than another synth who's also still so new to feelings and stuff like that, I Mm. think someone could have helped him.
0: Yeah. No, that... I totally agree with everything you said. And it was interesting when Mia and Odie uh, met up for a second. And it, I felt exactly what you're saying, which is like, Mia is not exactly the, the best person to <laughs> yeah. give Odie advice right now. It's like, <laughs> she's figuring this shit out herself and she's not doing, t- you know, super hot. So, she's only like, been doing
1: this for like a few years, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Like, go ask the toddler It's
1: hopes and dreams (laughs) Did
2: you guys notice, like, how much, like, tactile Stuff happened with the synths and humans This episode? Like, there were so many, like Hugs between synths and humans And then also, like, Mia And and Odie hugged And, like, it It was, Mm -hmm. uh, it seemed kind of Odd to me, because, like, on the one hand You know They were programmed to understand Like, the comforting nature Of touch, Mm -hmm. right? But do they derive comfort and pleasure
3: from touching with each other?
2: Especially like when you see, um, like later on we see when Mia comes up and, and Leo sees her and he runs up and hugs her and she still has like... I like to call them, like, knife hands when she hugs him. Like, all of her fingers are together. like it like, like, perfectly flat, and she's just like, yes, yeah. this is a hug. Um, versus, like, when you see a person, like, really want to hug someone, like, your fingers are spread out, you know? Mm. As, like, you were trying to, like, grab a handful of this person. Like, as much of them as you can in there, you know? What and kind so of hugs do kind you of, give, like,
1: Joe? <laughs> well, I'm, just
2: I'm just saying, like, I'm given how, like, desperate he seemed to be, like, I don't think, like, Mia's weird knife flat hands like giving a hug like it was just kind of it, it was it was interesting like and then and then um Sophie hugged Anita or Mia like when she woke up and and I think I think Laura also hugged her like it was just super mm-hmm. interesting to see all of these sort of like physical sort of acts but like mm-hmm. does especially though with Odie and Mia like do they actually feel comforted by that I
3: like when
1: they hug each other. Um, I I wonder if they're like programmed to, like Mia says to what's his face Ed, Venus Patrol. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) She's like, I enjoyed the proximity. Um, Maybe (laughs) they're programmed to enjoy being around their people, so that or not enjoy, but like they're programmed to be inclined to be around their people. Um, because they're more likely to be there for, um, uh, directions and stuff like that and to be helpful. Um, so maybe it's like an offshoot of that. And then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a really good question. Um, but it's like we hug our pets and our pets aren't necessarily interested in us hugging them. Oh, my
2: cat hates it. Oh, he hates the hugs, but we give it to them anyway. Like he'll do a thing where he like karate kicks me in the throat with his (laughs) back foot while i'm like holding him like a baby and he hates it but like what are you gonna do i'm I'm a lot bigger than you are bud and i feed you Mm. exactly
0: i mean they may not like hugs but animals definitely like um physical touch and, and they they yeah they draw it seems like they draw the same value from physical touch as humans Mm -hmm. um and and it's actually like a lot of animals it's not just like domesticated animals all sorts of animals enjoy physical touch with especially with other um individuals of their own species Mm -hmm. and i think i mean the obvious explanation of course is is that you feel safe right when when you're in the presence of another um body um that has awareness, you feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, of course, again, for us, this is hardwired evolutionarily for us to like it. Um, but I don't know if it's just like a, or, or is it, does it have to be hardwired, or is it just a natural feeling? Like any being that has awareness will understand this feeling of, yeah, it feels safer when someone is touching you.
1: I mean, it's so evolutionary. That, like, I feel that it's hard. It had to have been coded in them as part of yeah. their programming, I feel.
0: Yeah. If it is evolutionary, which it, um, yeah. It's I believe that it is.
1: It. I believe, like, um, the social aspects of it, for example, like monkeys grooming each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and monkeys hug. Monkeys fucking yeah, love they hugs. They a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I mean, maybe it was just like some programming that was like, you know, easy way of of something more than them just sharing, like the way that they shared data, like remotely. I guess maybe. Yeah, it's.
0: Mm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Anyway.
2: <laughs> anyway, um,
0: anyway. What are we talking about? Um...
2: Are you done with the Hawkins and? Oh. oh should we do dr um, right th- oh so i
0: I, I wanted to say since we're talking about the self-consciousness thing um with again like i said this is also um this also applies to karen right so karen ha- has this whole existential crisis um identity crisis whatever you want to call it which is is great And i feel like it's it's a fucking doozy like i don't know what i would have done in her situation But then, on the other hand, I ask myself, "Isn't that all of us? Like, what? You're not
2: special, Karen. (laughs) All of us are losing our shit.
0: Yeah, like all of us are mad
2: about how much shit is on our nightstand. I get in trouble all the time for not cleaning up shit on my nightstand, Karen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And it's
0: like, yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna say, like you, like we all have these different characters, so to speak, that we play." You know, you go to work and you act one way and, you know, when you're with your family, you act one way and, and so on. And uh, there are times when I wonder, is like, which one is the real me or is there a real me or, you know. Um, and so it's not just a row It's not you don't have to be a robot to, to feel that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Go ahead, pups.
1: I was just going to say, I love one of the reasons why I love that um, the side table shot is because... I think that we're meant to see it as a human. And so we're seeing it and being like, yeah, fuck, being a human is sucks. Like you have to have the deodorant, yeah. you have changes of clothes because you're a disgusting creature. <laughs> like, you know, there's all these accessories that we have to like be part of society. And, you know, on Karen's yeah. side, she just needs a charger. So like there, to me, there was like, like yeah, <laughs> I just want a charger. Like how great would that be? Um, but she sees it as this like depressing attack i not being human and it's like it's it's endearing <laughs> in in heartbreaking and hilarious <laughs> yeah. um so I thought that was a really great moment that they put in there
0: yeah um and I like how she, how she says um Karen was a lie that I invented um that and I um I told it so long that I believed it um and again I feel like isn't that just life? Isn't that like Aren't we all in that same boat?
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joe's uh suspiciously quiet.
1: What lies do you guys tell yourselves? <laughs>
2: uh, that I'm gonna go
1: to the gym in the morning. Uh
2: <laughs> I mean yeah. it's it's super it's super funny like to your point, Bubs, like and and you know I, I can't even remember her character's name, so I'm just gonna call her Shuri. Um, like it's fucking appealing to be like thinking about being a synth. I'm like, wait, so I can like have conscious thought and all that sort of stuff, but like things aren't gonna like cut me as deeply or, you know, I'm I'm only gonna have a charger port on the side of my bed instead of like, you know, a glass of water, some tissues, maybe some earplugs. Like it just sounds kind of nice. And yet, you know, I yeah, guess you don't have grass to, like, is always go to the greener.
0: Bathroom
2: yeah right like if i if i want i guess i can just have a weird bag in my belly but other than that we're good to go yes. um yeah i don't know it's it's is that weird that i'm like well actually i could, I, no. I could synth.
0: no no <laughs> no that, i'm right, right there with you more efficient i, I would
1: just want an upgrade where i could actually eat food but obviously i don't like absorb any of the calories i just oh, get yeah, to taste it need them
0: what about how about just like a program that um, simulates the taste of any food you want any time you want?
2: So I just pretend to oh, eat it. Walk a wallpaper <laughs>
0: hook. Yeah, just like you don't even have to eat anything. It was just because <laughs> yes, you're a synth. You can just create the taste in your in your circuits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
2: I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm just having a hard time with Karen's crisis. I'm like, you know, Karen, I, I see where you're coming from, but counterpoint, you're wrong.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I think this is an issue with um, not enough representation in media, where she's seeing synths sin- as people,
3: <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> so she feels less than.
2: But yeah. you know, yeah. if synths start start appearing in media, then she will she won't feel as alone. She'll feel she'll see herself represented. Um, she'll buy the yeah. action figures at
1: Christmas, and um, I think I'm I'm jumping ahead. But I think that, like, kind of change we see with her when um, Sam is introduced, um, I think that's yeah, kind Yeah, no, of we can totally it.
0: segue into that because, yeah, we're talking about yeah. Karen. Let's go to Pete and Karen. Yeah. You well, but this is from the, the, child f- child f- the next episode. Oh, okay. Well,
1: whatever. Well, I mean, yeah, we can do it now. Well, I, we have to, I feel like we have to do it justice because it's a, it's a huge reveal what um, mm. Project Seraphim, is that what it is? Am I saying it right yeah. right? yeah. Seraphim? Yeah. So what Seraphim is, um, it's like, it's kind of fucked up. Like, those are some freaking expensive American girl dolls. Like, um, <laughs> and I, I I have, I struggle because I'm not sure I understand what um, Dr. Um, what's her name? Morrow. I am so bad with names. What Dr. Morrow's objections are. Like, I feel, it feels wrong. It definitely so feels the objection,
2: wrong. objection, think about it like Interview with the Vampire, where they were forbidden from, ma- like when, when they made um, Kirsten, uh, Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a big no-no because you you don't want to create these beings that are trapped in child bodies, but who will age and learn and experience life as you know as Mm -hmm. adults for you know dozens if not you know hundreds of years like that is i guess maybe a cruelty but i I think that there's the counterpoint that you know and maybe they don't talk about that is that like these bodies could you know these consciousnesses conscious knees
3: um
2: you're welcome um could be like you know placed into a slightly older body so that like the parents you know who are grieving um can can then you know it's, it's sort of have a child that grows with them mm-hmm. but yeah it's like it's 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 weird and kind yeah. of fucked up because because even though the awake synths still don't read as fully human maybe niska a bit like, but mm-hmm. the other like, like Max is a fucking weirdo. Like, there's no way that <laughs> he's would precious. Excuse
1: to... you. <laughs>
2: mm, I I really hate Max. Oh,
1: <laughs> I know, I know.
0: Wow, that's that's strong. Sorry,
1: okay. <sighs> Joe yeah, doesn't and, like I, idealist. We have proved
2: this. I really proven. don't, but I do. I, I I it was a great reveal, and like in the next episode where you kind of see this family sort of happening. Um. It makes me sad, you know, knowing that we're going to lose Pete to fucking Hester. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, yeah, spoiler Hester alert. Yeah, fucking sucks.
0: Yeah, she can go fuck herself. Yeah. But like well, it, but she doesn't want
2: to she wants
1: Cleo too. It was, to. a, great, to. it, it was this, a really great
2: this reveal. Isn't
1: It was bizarre. a great reveal. But I think that like Karen ha- seeing that child was like the moment she needed to to realize that she she could be Karen. Um, mm-hmm. as the person who is a synth, who kind of plays the human rules, and is with a human who knows that she's a synth, like, I think that is her world, um, and she should take and pride. And she's loved. Yeah, exactly. Like, Pete loves her. Yeah, exactly. Like, she weird, has a spot.
2: Weird, pudgy Pete. Like, no. with his, like, creepy <laughs> ex-wife. Oh my like.
1: what was his line that he, oh, he says, um, you're all sides, and I'll take the lot. Like, I was like, oh jesus it reminded
2: like, <laughs> me of 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 harry buying the the entire trolley of sweets uh when he first met ron when they were going to hogwarts for the first time and he's
1: like we'll take the lot and i'm like "Oh, <laughs> <fine. laughs> <laughs> your a great memory <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I had to bring
2: harry potter into it but here we are never be ashamed of bringing harry potter into it yeah Oh, and yes. by the way, since it was Project Seraphim, uh, my girlfriend, when I was watching this uh, earlier today um, to take my notes, uh, she was in in the other room, like, folding laundry, and when Karen and Sam were sharing, um, she was like, Is the Lord and Savior being born? Um, <laughs> because of the music, which, obviously, given the name of the project and all that, like, I'm guessing it was, you know, intentional. Um, it was very, you know, churchy, angelic stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, Elon yeah. wants to play God. Yeah,
2: so...
0: <laughs> all right uh anything else about pete and Care? uh
1: no i got everything so dr
0: morrow uh we don't have a whole lot to say about her uh v can do things <laughs>
1: <laughs> i have a well actually um, but i'll do it later
0: yeah i think joe has a well actually too Oh, do um, Any non-well actuallys about this?
2: <laughs> um, I really like the moment of Dr. Morrow like I, you know I can't remember the, when I was watching it the first time how early I picked up on the fact that V was mm-hmm. you know her daughter yeah. like her daughter's consciousness but I did like the moment of you know telling V that she's a simulation and sort of V's reaction like it could have gone any number mm-hmm. of ways like she could have been freaked out about it she could have been angry or anything but it was just kind of like huh I kind of had a feeling and you're like Hmm. damn you know cuz that that also implies its own sort of level of introspection and sort of like what am i what feels familiar why do i have these dreams like what is a dream hmm. like it was it was
1: cool it was cool yeah yeah and i i think like i'm forever so intrigued and entertained by the juxtaposition of the who is human m- mind based basically, but has no body to sense that are synthetically mind based, but have bodies that are human. Like, so you, it's like, what, what would end up happening? So I think that's like so interesting. And I, I, I wish we got more of V because I have like so mm-hmm. many questions. Um, and I think it's just a really interesting, um, iteration of artificial intelligence that we don't see a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, Based on what V does later, um, I kind of gather that um, she's when Doctor Morrow tells her that she's a simulation of Ginny. Um, um, she at first like she doesn't know how to react, and because she still needs to figure it out, she still needs to figure out what she wants to do now mm-hmm. with this information. Um, but then later, it looks like she's she's not really happy about it. You know, she's like, yeah, I don't want to be just like your simulation of your daughter for your sake. Uh, I want to go out and do my shit. <laughs> hmm. um, so, yeah, I took it. that The reason she was so she took it so well is <laughs> because she still didn't know how to feel about it.
1: Hmm. But that's an interesting, you know, we talked about like the feedback loops and like I'm sure yeah. like I, for me personally, when I. Most of the time when I'm confronted with, like, an extreme emotional thing, I'm I'm always, like, is, should I feel this way? Mm. Is that the right way to feel? Like, what is the content? Like, so I, like, think about it a lot. So I feel like it's interesting right. to have, like, an artificial intelligence reflecting and reflecting yeah. and coming back with a solution eventually. Um, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think not having a body has worked in her favor in that, like, she's very um, contemplative. <laughs> she feels um,
1: more creative, almost, than the other ones. More... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Imaginative and more, yeah. Reflective. offensive Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, that's... Yeah, having a body is a big distraction, you know? <laughs> um,
2: but, but, we know where the story is going and what's going to be revealed mm. in the third season. Of E, yeah. uh, of V getting a body and whose body she has. I but don't like, remember you, this, so. Do you wanna be spoiled? No,
1: actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Y- you will be
1: excited. I'm sure I'll and- remember. I always do this where I'm like, I don't know. And then, like, I'll be like brushing my teeth. And I'm like, oh, wait, I do know.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. Um, all right, well, uh, wanna take a break?
1: Yeah, I really have to pee. Come back. Okay.
0: All right. Let's say, Five. like, seven minutes. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Episode
3: six.
0: Ready? Woo! <laughs> okay. So, let's talk about episode six. Um, do people have more to say about Niska?
1: Um, I've been told that I'm allowed to say that her <laughs> lesbian inc- incognito fashion was top-notch. I love her jean tuxedo.
2: Um, so what's lesbian can someone
0: explain that to you
1: oh like as opposed
2: to saying lesbian it's lesbian it's just it's just something dumb i think because like the word lesbian is just so like i mean at least to me is so like formal does that make sense so Uh then like you just say like lesbian as like something cute (laughs) it's just a cutesy yeah i feel like uh, sometimes it feels clinical so lesbian is like cute Yeah, like, it's like, it's like the difference of, like, vagina versus lady bits. Like, one is clinical and the other one is funny. That is a
1: perfect example.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But no, like, I love, she's like, I have a hat. But, like, kind of, like, creepy, (laughs) scary about, like, it reminded me of The Matrix when all of them, like, realized who she was and, like, as soon as they saw her. Yeah, you know, and that's two or three 90s movie references for this episode, so maybe we can, like, carry I think it actually we're at, like, six. Yeah, we, we, we've we hit them <laughs> out of the park this time. Um, speaking of The Matrix, though, Trinity, like, also in this, so even better. Um, man, she aged well. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like, when when they were in uh, The Matrix and, like, as soon as everyone saw him, like, they were able to report back to the agents, you know, like, this is where that dude that you're looking for is. Um yeah, so kind it's of, creepy Kind of creepy, like I wonder I wonder if Karen could pass You know, like, cause she doesn't look at all Like a synth, cause she has brown eyes Like, and I don't know if that, like, what exactly They're reading from it, but like I kind of wonder, like, what would happen if Karen, um, were, you know On, had a bolo Out for her
1: Yeah, if they, yeah who knows what their detection thing is If it's the whole, like, eye distance Blah 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 um, but I, I thought like the upside of that, cause I was like, oh, they'd be so good at Amber Alerts.
3: <laughs> right? Or, or so Silver
1: like, Alerts, as the case may be. What's the Silver Alert? Old People.
3: Aww. I found <laughs> one once.
2: <laughs> I sometimes see the like, Old People Alerts, like driving on the freeway, you know, they like have like the big light lit up signs and, you know, they'll be like, Amber Alert or, you know, Silver Aww. Alert. I'm like, fuck oh, fucking Old I, People, man. Getting off the
1: reservation. <laughs> I found an old person, um, on my way back. I was in Pittsburgh. Um, Wait, working were they for lost? three months. Or you just
2: like encountered a random old person? No,
1: they were like in their nightclothes. Oh no! Uh, and so I was, um, I was on. I think I was on my way back from the Harry Potter midnight party because the last book had just come out. And I it's um, two Harry Potter references today, right? Um, and she was like trying to go up the steps of like a very clearly like closed store, and I was like, "Ma'am." <laughs> Ma'am, can I? Are you looking for something? I was like, oh my god, like, because it was it wasn't like this was the summertime, so it wasn't cold, but it was still nighttime, um, and and then some other like mom person came and and then was like helping out, and I was like, I think I can leap now because you know moms like take care of business, and yeah, I was a no. student, so when a mom shows up, you're like, cool, about uh, well, you're you're in charge now. Nice. <laughs> Like, which no, is why like, it's always great when Cece
2: shows up places, because I know that she doesn't want to mom any of us, but at the same time, I'm like, mom's here. Just
1: just try to stop her from doing it. <laughs> right. So good.
0: Um, speaking um, of moms yeah. and, uh, yes. uh, and old people, um, <laughs> I, still, <laughs> I still don't get which side Niha is on. I mean, it seemed like she was the, the prosecutor for the case. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they said she's going to make the argument on the side of the government?
1: I think it's clear based on the over um, heard lip talking that she's against the synth but I think it's like she's one of those people that you could maybe convince if you tried hard enough because she's not all bad. Yeah. But she does have strong feelings and she I think she legitimately is trying to do what she thinks is right.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? But... I think the other guy was more like set up as douchey. Like he already made up his mind. You can't convince him versus she's coming from a place of um, she thinks it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I like having characters like that, that um, aren't easy to box into. Anything. I think
1: because well, we're all more like that. Then say what? We're all more like her. I think Uh, we're uncertain about what the right thing is a lot of the times. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's constantly evaluating with our feedback loop.
0: (laughs) Right. Sensory feedback loop. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, that was interesting because when um, Laura called her, and we can segue into the Hawkinses. um, Mm -hmm. When Laura called Neha, right after the whole um quote unquote court session, um, you know, went down the toilet.
3: <coughs>
0: <laughs> when she um, flew the coop. <laughs> she she called her and she was like, Hey, can you do me a favor and like let's protect Niska Um as though that whole thing was just a game. Like usually the defense attorney and the prosecutor don't hang out after the arguments, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it was it was interesting, like she is fulfilling her role, but um, they also have just like a friendship. And like you're saying, it's um, she's supposed to be like more reasonable or more um, convin- um, persuadable. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I guess yeah. normally I would say she's human, but that means something different here. Because <laughs> what is human? <laughs>
0: So, yeah. Um, So, yeah, Hawkins is Laura. Um, We talked about Laura hugging Mia. um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Or Anita. (laughs) Uh, She was nicer when she was Anita, for sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I was... I, I mean, one thing I noticed just about the whole... Anita thing I mean this is not really specific to any particular episode but like for all the power that the synths are supposed to have um, it's really fucking easy you just have to touch like the bottom of their chin touch their chin and and they're out
3: (laughs) yeah that's
0: all you have to do it's really
2: easy I mean yes it's really easy but then like you know that's probably probably a good thing you know yeah what do you mean? like well because you know they've clearly designed them with the idea that no they're never gonna wake up they're not conscious but they still can malfunction so like let's make it real easy to turn them the fuck off
1: yeah although like i just knowing teenagers like who you know smash pumpkins on halloween or egg houses that aren't giving out candy um like, can you not see, like, a kid going on, off, 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 yeah. off, off, <laughs> Yeah, or, like, on, off, on, off. It's, it's like, a toddler. <laughs> <off. laughs> um, so, I was curious about that. Um, but maybe there's, like, maybe there's a civil um, penalty for turning off somebody else's synth. So, there's, like, some kind of <laughs> regulation in that that you would, you know, kind of, I mean, because there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. So, mm. Is it worth
0: it? <laughs> yeah, I just meant in terms of like, if you think of them as a, a whole group of people as a whole, you know, species or whatever, um, and their advantages some bad or boundaries. Sorry, what?
2: It's like some bad boundaries.
0: <laughs> well, no, I was thinking like their their advantages and disadvantages uh, with respect to humans. Uh, if you are thinking in terms of like them fighting, obviously the 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 synths have a lot of advantages. You know, they're faster. Um they can Smarter. You know, calculate better and things like that. Um and um but but yeah, they have this one weakness which is like a huge
1: If you boop them,
2: it's one. like a shark. It's just
0: you know, like you, like a- you just boop
2: them a little <laughs> and then they're Yes,
1: gone. it is like a shark.
0: It's like a- hold its nose. <laughs> oh, what happens to a shark?
1: Uh, they're very
2: sensitive on their noses, so, like, if one is coming at you, like, hit it on the nose, and it will not be pleased, and it will leave you the fuck alone.
1: I mean, if you have time, but it means it has to come at you pretty slowly, (laughs) for you to actually, like, touch its nose first. Specific
0: angle, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, what I think is that I would love to write a fanfiction about the turnoff point, because, like, you know, thinking of a society of conscious synths, who um, hack their off-switches to be elsewhere... Hidden, um, but that that that, that you like, have to like find where it is. Yeah, basically. But also, like that spot becomes like almost like an erogenous zone because it's so sensitive to their whole system because it turns them off, but it also turns them on.
2: Ooh, I'm, I'm interested. Um, I kind of I kind of need you to write this. Like even it, if it's just a little one shot. Yeah,
1: maybe wow. maybe for season three we can like introduce like fan fiction week, <laughs> where we each have to write to a fan fiction.
0: Button thing.
1: Yeah, right. Like, ooh. <laughs> you gotta push their buttons, yeah. press, press her buttons, and whatever. I, yeah. I wrote it.
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, we talked about Mia not trusting anyone. Um, yeah, which is interesting when you uh, put it side by side with what uh, Joe said, which uh, Bubs you liked, I think. So you called Yeah. It. Well, ignorance is bliss. Um,
1: I loved that.
0: Yeah. It's it's um it has two meanings, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the literal sense that she that he goes, Well once we figure out what's wrong with her, and she's like, All of my systems are uh working correctly. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, well ignorance is bliss <laughs> And so yeah, the the that and then um in the sense that where you fold Odie into it. Ignorance
0: Uh is bliss. Yeah, and also for Mia, um, like when she was ignorant before, she knew humanity, like or before mm -hmm. she knew the variety of people um, that can exist. It was everything was so much better, and she was a nicer, more accepting person. Um, Now that, but yeah, as soon as the the program comes on and she remembers all the stuff, she becomes. Uh, kind of really distant and mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, that's, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's sad.
0: Yeah, um, anything else about this, the family?
2: The Hawkinses?
0: Yeah. I like the um, mess scene. fight?
2: There's, yeah. there's the egg fight where like like I'm like yay that's cute and then I'm also just like that's how you get ants and then when we when we <laughs> ended with poor Odie like cool. dude
0: but fucking so ants forget ants like these freaking German roaches the little tiny ones what are <laughs> like, German
1: roaches the, you know
0: these little tiny roaches that um, not the big oh, black cockroaches that come out of the sewers but these tiny roaches that. Um, make home in I don't know inside the building or something or inside your cabinet. Aren't they
1: just roaches?
0: Okay, sure, just roaches. I mean, I spent they... summers
1: in Mexico. I don't think I could be scared by roaches.
0: No, it's not scared. It's just that like, like each it's just going to be a
1: lot
2: of them. Pair of
0: them, they, they have like a million babies, and like before you know it it's they're everywhere it's like you you you, st- you feel like you gotta charge them rent it's like <laughs> dude, you guys are just like camping here this is not um, you know it's not like they come over once in a while to steal my food it's like they're living here it's like dude go
2: they outnumber you
0: yeah no i mean well, uh, actually fortunately sense. i don't have them in my current apartment but i've i've had that situation before <laughs> go ahead joe
2: we, we sometimes find parts of a roach like not that mm-hmm. we have like yeah. a shit ton Someone of roaches like i've never i've never seen like roaches in our house like occasionally like i think one comes in from outside or something like that but most of the time we see a part of a roach um you know whatever the cat decided not to finish <laughs> um which, you know, come on, bud. Like, just finish the whole thing. Like, damn. Um, but yeah, like, the food fight, I was, like, it was, like, really sweet, like, trying to get s- them, trying to get Sophie to, like, be a kid.
0: Yeah. And I love
2: the moment when they were terrified that Laura was going to, like, put, put down, bring down the mom hammer of, like, because obviously, like, this was very much in dad's wheelhouse of, like, fuck up and make a mess with the kids. Yes. Um, yeah. But then mom decided yes. to participate. Of course mom makes a seltzer, so you're like, oh, the thing that won't get everything sticky. Um <laughs> but yeah, and then and then it's just heartbreaking when Odie just like went downstairs to like fin- like clean up after them because like he doesn't know what else to do with his life.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. it, but it's almost he that's what he wants to do. That's what he's yeah, you know. Um Dobby is a free house elf, but he also just <laughs> wants to clean too on his own terms. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean the interesting thing is like Sorry, go
1: ahead. Oh no no, continue.
0: Um, I was just saying that um, no, the other sins don't they don't feel like they they have to do what they were doing before they became conscious. They don't feel like they have to keep doing that, or that's what makes them happiest. He's the only one who mm-hmm. feels like, yeah, I I liked being a servant. I I still want to be a servant. I want to serve people. I want to help them.
3: I wonder so, yeah,
0: how much
1: of that Yeah, but yeah. I wonder how much if you think about like so when we were talking about previous occupations being indicative mm-hmm. of the the synth's personality as the conscious right. being. Um Odie was an old synth, you know? He was not um like I think most of the ones we've seen are newer. Um so I I wonder if that's part of it. Like we're the in world they're really shaping what it means um in terms of like sh- the identity of a synth um and what the um p- the prefactors are to creating that identity and in odie's case he was an old synth um and so his capacity um for i don't know capacity for what um I don't know what I'm trying to say but he he just is less capable yeah, for, yeah maybe malleability um it's just yeah. he's less able to um uh why don't i have words change right now course.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah um improvise and so that's right. really that's really hard as a conscious being who is supposed to self-direct um
0: yeah it's like
1: yeah
0: you spend all these years doing the same thing and mm. now yeah, he's supposed to be, like, a model that was supposed to be recycled, like... Um, yeah. And, the, the like, episode one, season one, right? I think Pete comes over and says, dude, you gotta recycle this one. Get a new one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that's a, that's a very good point.
1: But, like, at um, the same time, he seems like he'd make a really great... If not nurse, like, maybe he's not capable of being a nurse, but, like, um... A technician in a nursing home environment, or some kind of place that's like very much service. Like related. maybe comes
2: out and plays checkers with the old
0: folks.
1: Yeah, or is just like you know helpful and makes kind. Them sandwiches. Yeah,
0: or like someone yeah. who takes care of a, of an elderly person or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, that's what he did before, basically. And he to yeah. Be, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. He needed uh, a um academic advisor
0: (laughs) (laughs) he needs a little school
1: counselor
0: uh, a mechanical touch-up too (laughs) Mm -hmm. um going back to the mess scene uh i was thinking like it's a creative treatment for uh what is this disease sos um sense over identification syndrome or whatever Uh (laughs) what is this that they have how do they i don't know how they abbreviate it um because the guy, the doctor guy, had an abbreviation, uh, a funny acronym for it. Anyway, that... I
1: like
0: the SOS. SOS. Yeah, that's... um. So, supposedly, the idea is um, you want to make Sophie and the other ones, but especially Sophie, uh, remember how fun it was to not be organized and not be... Um, every, do everything correctly or whatever. mm
3: mm-hmm. um,
0: Right? Is that the idea? Like, and then that I will get so. him to come out of being wanting to be sense because sense wouldn't participate in that uh, egg fight.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I can just imagine like Hester participating though, and she would just take the entire carton of eggs and just dump <laughs> them on the ground and like think that she was doing a good job.
3: Yeah, yeah, That's fine. yeah. So yeah, yeah. But I
1: really did like that scene. Um, I like look like what was talking about. Um, in my overview was that there's like those moments of like heartwarming levity to balance out like yeah. all the soul crushing and I think that like last season the family had a lot of soul crushing moments and so now they get to be like kind of the heart of it, um, and the guides to the synths and and showing them again the face of humanity yeah. that is more favorable.
0: Joe is kind of uh laying the groundwork though for to move out and
3: Mm-hmm. Possibly take mm-hmm. the
0: kids, because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like taking them to these neighborhoods and he's like, see how beautiful life is without sense. But I love
2: that they talked about how shitty people are. They're like, there's a lot of dog shit here.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or like well, Maddie was like, oh, this is there's no sense here. No wonder it's taking so freaking long for us to get our ice cream scoops, right? <laughs> yeah. We're just kind of like, oh, that's right. People are terrible, <laughs> inefficient, lazy. Yeah.
0: Did
2: I just hear the clank of a beer bottle? Oh yes, I'm on three. Ooh!
0: And I like the little argument they had. It's like the argument you always have with people with luddites, or like people (laughs) have this sort of tendency. Um, It's like they always say, "Well, we survived for you know thousands of years without this technology," Um, and you know, but you know then your uh, Maddie was like, "Well, yeah, we did without um, antibiotics too." Um, I mean, and we,
1: toothpaste,
0: and we sort of survived. Like, there would you know, diseases would kill like the majority of the population uh, once in a while. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that argument about technology. I mean, you always whenever there's change, especially if it's rapid change, some people feel like um, it's, you know, that the, the supposed benefits that they're getting from it, the efficiency or whatever, is just not worth the change. Uh, and some people feel like, no, I'm willing to accept the change and have things be faster. Um, yeah. And usually, like, yeah, I guess... These are like small communities, I think, that Joe is finding. Uh, so the vast majority of people have accepted the technology, I guess. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of like cell phones. Like, I was one of the last to ever get um, a smartphone.
3: <laughs> that was <laughs> in our podcast's lifetime.
0: Yeah. Well, didn't l- you
2: go back to a dumb phone? Like, didn't you have a smartphone and then you went back to a dumb phone? No, or no. That, that, up? that
0: only happened in your imagination. And
2: Oh, that's right
0: i'm glad that you were amused by that thought <laughs> but i didn't do that um but yeah no so yeah i wouldn't like late adopter um but there it, it gets forced on you you know there's like a a threshold a you critical ha- like mass you need one to
2: participate
0: yeah like, like it's not like you can opt out anymore
2: Well, it's like people who are like, oh, why do homeless people have cell phones? And you're like, listen, they need a fucking phone to try (laughs) to participate in society. Like, you can get a cheap smartphone with, like, pay-as-you-go data, and then this way they can keep in touch with people that they need to, like, have email. Like, you need a smartphone now to, Mm -hmm. like, be, like, even, even if you are not currently, like, a, you know contributing member of society like if you want to be like that's yeah. th- that's an expectation that that, that you have one
3: mm-hmm.
2: and at the same time like it gives you access like it's not just a phone at that point it is a computer that you hold in your hands, so that that has access to the entire human, human knowledge.
3: knowledge
2: database <laughs> like of. yeah i mean so like better than we have ever had in 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 history like uh, you know is it perfect no but like it's pretty fucking good and it's free Mm -hmm. minus jimmy wales like fucking sending me pity emails about wikipedia every six months but like that's (laughs) a separate issue i always send five (laughs) dollars you're a good person i've done it before and now jimmy's like sup
1: no, my rule is when they reach out, I'll do it. Because they really, they really do stick to, like, the every six months thing. And I'm just, yeah. like, the amount that I use Wikipedia, like, if I'm not giving $5 by yearly, like, I'm You nasty. feel bad? I feel bad. I legitimately feel bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good thing to tell it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was thinking of the with the cell phone thing. I um, We have to... I, I'm pretty sure you have to have a smartphone now to log into your account at the University of Pittsburgh because it has a the second step is will send you a oh, little
2: to off push too or artificial. whatever
0: yeah to to the app um, oh, I the think app. there's like a clunky way of doing it yeah there's an app that you install on your phone and you get a little push so the mm-hmm. only someone who has both your password And your cell phone can like hack into your account Um, because you'll get a notification on your phone and then you you click on it and then you get into your account. But I think there's like another clunky way to do it, like by email or something. So it really slows things down for you if you don't have one. (laughs) Um, Anyway, moving on. Anything more about Leo and friends?
1: Um, well we we sort of just very very um briefly touched on the Hester's terrible at girl talk. Uh-huh. But like I, I had think sex with him. Oh my god, Joe and I were so tickled by it. <laughs> I've had sex with
2: him. Had sex yeah. <laughs> Like in my notes it just says in all caps, Jesus Hester. Like
1: <laughs> you know, like I that's
2: just Yeah not the way like I mean I know that she knows that Maddie is a little bit uncomfortable and jealous by that, but at the same time it's like you could have if that was your goal, Hester, you actually could have played that even better. But instead, you <coughs> had the subtlety of a fucking refrigerator.
3: <laughs> Not
0: very really tactful, yeah.
2: No. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, she was like, um, I had sex and like, we fucked.
2: Yeah. It was th- awkward.
1: She could have also also almost lived said, in a his penis was in my synthetic vagina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, because she was like. I believe the male is ejaculated now. So, <laughs> yes, thanks for announcing uh, that. It's, yeah,
1: that was so good. She, that was like, <laughs> "You
0: think she announces everything during sex?"
1: Maybe, <laughs> maybe
2: she is one of those. I believe you just ejaculated, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, oh, good times.
3: So yeah, Hester,
1: Hester, you know what? Like, she's the worst. And we have, we're going to always have a lot of words about her, but like, God, she's entertaining. (laughs) I, so I enjoy her. I think that she's great. (laughs) Right? Like, she's just such a fucking mess. She's, yeah.
2: Like, she's embarrassing, but at the same, she's just a train wreck. But, yes. like, in a completely different way than Niska is a train wreck.
1: She's, like, an, oh, honey. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh. Mm.
2: Bless
0: But, you know, heart. like, it actually, everything she does actually, like, strategically follows the same goal, you know, right? Like, she's trying to get Leo, isolate e- Leo from all of his other friends. Um, and for each of them, she has it's her own strategy, a separate strategy, you know, like, with... Um, Maddie she's figured out oh there's like some uh sexual tension here so I'm going to exploit that and with Max she's like yeah your brother doesn't even talk about you anymore you know hits him where he hurts the most um Mm -hmm. so yeah like I think she's kind of she's not subtle about it but (laughs) it's all directed at a at the same goal I think um which is like yeah steal Leo from everyone It's an abusive relationship. Daughter in law.
1: She's like, she's in an abusive relationship. She's cutting his ties to everything else, Mm -hmm. little by little.
0: Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, um, anything else about Uh, you and friends, Max, all that?
1: I just wanted to say, like, I love, so Joe hates Max, but I love that he's precious, and I love, like, the juxtaposition of, like, all the shit that's going on in everyone else's stories, and he's, like, having how to design a bouquet day, (laughs) (laughs) And like arranging flowers, and like oh yes, we'll all live on this abandoned train, and it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. So I love the idealism that they allow him to have because he's separate from everything else that's going on. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's interesting. No,
0: I think that's it's important to have a model of the sort of society that you you're fighting for. Um, while you're fighting because if all you're doing is fighting and never showing okay like what is the that nice society that you're fighting for then Mm -hmm. um it will be hard to create that sort of society it's it's i think i mean i actually think max is basically right but it it could be he could be more effective about it Mm -hmm. maybe um but yeah you I, i would say yeah just create an environment where people can voluntarily self-associate with you, and have this intentional community, se- separate community of people who are not participating in that whole thing, whatever that is, with between the sins and the humans. Um, mm-hmm. And and if people show up, you're nice to them too. You know, just show them them be the model of what you want everyone to be. I don't know.
1: Be the change you wish to see in the world. Gandhi.
0: Something. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Anything more about Dr. Maru?
1: Um, let me see my notes. Um, uh, Elon threatening her bebe. Uh, Oh, yeah. That was a big thing because it's also, I guess, like, um, when I was in college, um, because I was at a very big, like, research college, um, that was like a constant thing that like professors would bring up, like half joking, half like soul crushed, <laughs> being like, well, you know, if you you work on stuff here on the computer, then it's like, you know, you don't own it anymore. And I was like, what? What are you mm. talking about? <laughs> um, so I, seeing the reality of that um, with Dr. Morrow and seeing actually what's like at, at stake for her. It's I mean, it's sad and it's scary. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but then at the same time, we see her spreading lies, um, to these, um, I guess you could call them marginalized conscious beings, um, -hmm. to get them to release information all for her to help free V, which, I mean, on on one part, you understand the mother who wants to protect her baby at all costs, um... But it's also, you know, she's she's not been portrayed in the best light, although I think that her actions are understandable. She just comes off callous, at the very least.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not the right person to ask about family. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, Are any of us.
0: <laughs> but I think, yeah, it's, she's just mm-hmm. like... she doesn't it's not that she does she takes extreme measures that she doesn't hate herself for it or anything you know like it's kind of like what clark said at one point or someone on the hundred said yeah the dip but the difference is i i hate myself for it um i forget who said that abby
1: i think it was abby But, like, I was so annoyed with her at that point that I was just like, oh, shut up. (laughs)
3: Shut up. Yeah.
0: Forgetting the source of the the quote. It's,
1: no, no, I think the quote itself is, yes, definitely that, like, that means something in terms of how humans are wired.
0: Yeah, and how you can, uh, how you feel about trusting that person is, you know, it's like, wait, you just really hurt that other person and you don't give a fuck. So I really shouldn't assume that you wouldn't do the same thing to me, Mm -hmm. you know, because it seems like you just don't care. So like, it probably extrapolates. Um, Yeah. Yeah. In any case, um, more about Pete and Karen?
1: I think just what I said before about how it's interesting, you know, Karen was so... um, over being Karen. Um, and it seems that Sam, this little seraphim boy that they've basically adopted and and it is like, I think it's worth bringing up that when in her argument of, to Pete, as to why he shouldn't want to be with her and why they're never gonna work um, she's like, we we can never have kids. We blah 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 blah. So I think that, remembering again that like, the you know, maybe what shapes their personalities. Karen was built to be a mother to Leo Mm -hmm. and potentially the other synths. Um, so I think that she was programmed with that innate, um, drive. Mm -hmm. And so to be living in a human world, but being reminded because Pete knows that she is a synth that she, um, technically in the like quote unquote traditional sense cannot have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that like Sam is like a new window into reminding her that you know there's a lot of different ways to have children and to be a mm-hmm. parent. Um, <laughs> and I think that's like kind of her lifeline to her drive as a conscious being. So I thought that was nice.
0: Yeah, well, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense from base, because i was yeah that uh made more sense of that whole plot line for me <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah and what were your I thoughts mean, um well i mean karen breaking up with pete uh, i never quite understood it, it felt like one of those things where you know she's like oh, i'm afraid of my feelings and um when i'm with you i can't be myself or some shit like that mm-hmm. um it kind of just sounded like uh, excuses or just mm-hmm. she's freaking out. Um, but it's if, when you tie it with the whole having children thing, um, if she feels like, yeah, I have this maternal instinct and there's no point in being with a guy um, and I guess that makes her think more about having a child... Uh, or, or she thinks that he will at some point want to have a child. I don't know. And so she says, I guess the other problem she has is that they can't grow old together. Um, but anyway, the, so it made more, what you said made a lot more sense of mm-hmm. the uh, her reasons for not wanting to be with Pete. And now uh, for possibly reconsidering that because now they're, they mm-hmm. do have it child <laughs>
1: yeah well because it, it's like yeah i think the not growing old is to be seen but like in terms of having a family she has this you know for all intents and purposes son who also can't grow old so there's right. an aspect of her family that will always stay intact
0: yeah and it really gives her purpose which is you know the best remedy for identity crisis <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Peaceful. I have to
0: say, though, I, I didn't follow Pete's police work. I didn't quite understand how he got all those files and how you, he used those files to find the seraph.
2: I didn't um, understand how terrible he was at carrying files. Like, that was my <laughs> issue. When he, like, opened the door and files just exploded out of his arms. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> Well, he said... ass man. <laughs> he said that uh, he can't feel his arms. Like, he's, he's had a lot of painkillers
2: god forbid you like put everything in a box or like a bag or something like jesus anyway i I mean he did
0: carry them all the way to to home um (laughs) but anyway yeah so i i didn't follow i don't know if you guys did i didn't quite understand how he did all of that um but i i dig him anyway um uh did you guys have did you you know what 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 his detective uh
2: i think it was just kind of hand wavy. He did police work.
3: Um,
1: (laughs) I think there were, there were individuals that he was following. So I think that like he was connecting the dots. So he would request files for certain individuals that nothing had really been found out from. So he would get like, you know, license plates of this, you know, um, suspected slash person of interest. So he would find the people to follow, that were in line. And I think, like, the the final scene of him finding Sam was him just using, like, a synth detector. Which he had as being part of, like, the synth unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, you can kind of make the connections, like...
0: So who think? was the guy with the car that uh, he was, like, where's the serif? He
1: was, like, a, a synth um,
0: trafficker. Yeah. Okay, so he was tracking the traffickers? He was looking for them?
1: Mm-hmm. Ye- people that he knew them. to have been um, in the synth um, underground illegal industry. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right, yeah, <laughs> that's more than I got from it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I could just, I could be filling gaps in that weren't there. I don't really remember, but I, I know that this is like what my brain put together. <laughs> so I could be, be being very generous with the story, but that is what I understood to be happening. Um,
0: cool. It, I uh, I don't feel so stupid anymore because I thought maybe, I just <laughs> didn't, didn't get it. Um, yeah. So, Odie? More about Odie
1: oh the Odie going to confession felt like a children's book, a sad children's book <laughs> um,
3: Yeah.
1: It, I mean it was just like such a a comedy of errors, but like also just like so tragic um
0: yeah, it goes with that theme of Adam and Eve that that I was talking about about how like he just got gifted with self self awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, he just had the original sin he had a bite of the apple mm-hmm.
2: um and was like i don't
1: like apples it's more like the apple <laughs> bit him tbh
0: yeah like he just he was force-fed an apple and then now he's like uh father can i like throw up this apple and <laughs> i kind of don't like it um yeah so it's it's apropos that he ends up in a church um yeah. He's like Adam but except he wants to reject it.
1: Yeah. And he it was just like the conversation was so cute about um him being like I don't He's have so a literal. heart. So literal. I don't have a heart and and the priest was like <laughs> Uh, oh, so you've hurt you've hurt people, and he's like, "Have I?" Like, you, know? <laughs> oh, dear, have I? <laughs> you know, and then he "Have I?" And then, and the guy's like, "Well, what what makes you happy?" And he's like, um, "Helping others." And then he's like, "What made you stop?" And he's like, "Literally they're deaths." <laughs> and then, like, he ends that with like, um, "The priest is like, well." Uh, They're in a better place now. (laughs) He's like, oh, do you have the address? I'll join them. (laughs) And I was just like,
3: oh, Odie.
1: (laughs) Poor,
2: poor, sweet, kind of
1: dumb Odie. Because that's
2: the thing. Like, the other synths aren't so literal. But because I think he's an old model, even being awake, he's not the brightest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's special. (laughs) He's sweet. But it's just like, oh my god, it makes your heart hurt. And I think, like, I think the confession scene was maybe one of my favorites because it was so heartbreaking, but so hilarious at the same time. And that's what I love most is like dark humor.
0: Yeah, I mean, Odie's memory was also damaged, and this is something yeah. I never understood: was whatever Maddie did, the code, the consciousness code, is not going to fix his memory. Like, his physical... Mm -hmm. It seemed like his memory was, like, physically defective. Yeah. Back when he was with George. Mm -hmm.
3: Um, Which is interesting, considering Maybe that's that's why he's
0: so naive, because he just doesn't remember a lot of stuff, you know? Because it's kind of like a real old person, you know?
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's actually an old person. Yeah. I do think it's kind of interesting that Odie's, like, malfunctioning, at least with his memory, considering, presumably, they do not, you know, in this sort of advanced society not advanced society, but advanced technological society, like it's very similar to ours, except, you know, they have fucking synths, Um, that memory degradation would still be a thing, considering obviously these are not being implanted on like magnetic spinning hard drives. Like there's no reason that they would do that. (laughs) They would, you know, use solid state memory, which as far as I know, does not degrade but like maybe over time things corrode like i I'd, I'd be i'd be curious like or if it's just a schmian's hand wave so we feel sorry for odie
0: mm. yeah. actually my brother who's into computer stuff he told me that ssds do degrade and he told okay. me to to back up my data on any ssd i have apparently they last for really well for for a number of years but then they kind of decay quickly or something like that now i um, know but yeah, anyway. Um
2: So it's conceivable. Yeah.
0: yeah. But yeah, you're I mean like you could maybe give like put in m- new memory sticks, but he's still has lost some of the stuff that <laughs> he's experienced.
2: He's lost um. his he's lost his little little robot marbles. Oh, his robot marbles? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have nothing else though on Odie.
0: Okay. One thing that I kept wanting to say throughout this episode, and I kept postponing it, uh, is um, when Maddie said to Odie, um, you're conscious now. It means you want things. You just have to figure out what, you know, figure out what you want. So that's interesting. Is that true? Is is the, and it, one implication of being conscious is that you have wants. Can not you be conscious and ha- n- not want anything?
2: I think at least so. momentarily, you could, yeah, I mean, that's what you know, like Buddhist monks you know, strive for is like the not wanting of anything right like, to be able to remove all of that emotion and feeling from yourself, um, and you know, in some ways, you could even argue that like depression,
0: that's um, what I was gonna say, yeah,
2: is you know, is at least you know adjacent to that where like you are so you know depressed um that you don't you don't want to shower you don't want to eat you don't want to go out um obviously like there's still more things driving you like to do things um but yeah i think i think i think that counts Yeah. yeah
0: it's it's interesting it's actually what maddie says is kind of like what you can imagine someone saying to someone with depression is like dude like what do you want to do what do you want to be and it's like oh that's the problem i don't want <laughs> fuck i fucking don't want anything you know <laughs> yeah and
1: also is it kind of like stoicism
0: uh-huh yeah well stoicism is like not allowing yourself to be affected by uh fate and you know events of your life and just powering through and doing the right thing, doing the reasonable thing or whatever. Sounds Um, pretty hard. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's a a sort of uh, hard determinism too. It's like, you know, they believe that everything is completely determined and, you know, there's no choice. And so, um, you know, there's no such thing as... Um, like trying to change what's going to happen. You just kind of go along with it.
3: <laughs>
0: hmm. Um, this is one of those, uh, one of the different schools of thought that try to like achieve tranquility. This is one of the ways. Anyway, uh, I'm way off topic. <laughs> um,
2: well, actually. Speaking of which, other
0: thoughts <laughs> or well, actuallys.
2: I feel like I did all my will actuallys during, so I got nothing.
1: Okay. I have V opening the door. Um, I was trying to understand what that system would look like, and I don't, I guess I just didn't feel like she would be able to, oh no, my main, my main thing was that um, Dr. Morrow stole someone's key card. So how would V know to let her in with that other key card instead of just opening the door? So that was, I was like, wait, what? Um, and the other thing is, like, I would like to really know more about V being able to work the system, because I think it's so interesting, and and there's definitely been moments, like, I love when um, Dr. was like, can you see if you can get into this? And she's like, it feels weird. I want to <laughs> know what that is. Like, I'm like, why? Why does it feel weird? Tell me more. <laughs> I thought that was so fascinating, and I really wanted to yeah. like, dive into that more. Um
0: i was thinking like does it feel like something is penetrating you like like uh from yeah it's like some is it tingly is it like (laughs) it's like
1: binary (laughs) code is like tingly yeah because it's just like what are the other one or the other one Um, i was thinking
0: one theory about to explain the the door thing um maybe she could look at the record of um different cars that have been swiped and um she knew what the last one was and so totally she's just smarter
1: them. than me so i was just like what and she was like hello open
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway um anything else
2: i got nothing no
0: nope. so i had with the uh, i had it well actually with um you know when the um orange hair <laughs>
3: yeah
0: um woke up um uh, what did she do she just like walked up to the phone random phone right and picked it up and just typed in sensory feedback over loop or feed or whatever feedback loop what listen, is no that?
2: computer use in any tv show is ever fucking <laughs> realistic anytime that they're like hack the planet and it happens in like 45 minutes i'm like listen <laughs> no the like it would take weeks to do all of this shit so yeah no just yeah it,
0: and there's try. like code dropping down behind it there's like a bunch of stuff like scrolling Ow. up and down
1: I'm going to interrupt because I think they explained it. I think that um, when Max and Leo realized the code was released, they set up a program to to kind of recognize when someone had um, become conscious and send them a message to say, contact us. And I can't, like, maybe it was... um, telling them to Google that. So it wasn't like send us a message that would maybe flag a different system. Although that's, I'm totally headcanning all of that. But I think they, I think they did put something in place to have these people reach out to them.
0: Interesting. So maybe they have phones planted or they leave the phone somewhere and they send a message that go to that phone.
1: No, but that was, she she stole that phone from a lady for sure.
0: That's what I thought. She picked it up from random table. Which yeah, is weird because, like, the website for announcing that you ju- your synth that ju- just woke up was right there when she picked it up. It's like, <laughs> was that lady also a synth that just woke up? Um, yeah. You don't know. Um. All right. So. Uh, to wrap up, any TV shows, movies, books, games, or other media to recommend?
2: Uh. Yeah. Uh, yes. yeah uh so bubs i think did you recommend the boys a while ago mm, no i think you did <laughs> did i already no because I, I watched it like super recently didn't i maybe it was alicia fuck i don't know well whatever if i haven't recommended that already i smoke a lot of weeds so no <laughs> um
3: it's
2: it's uh basically sort of like what if superhero like superheroes live in this world and what if they were shitty um Sorry if I've already talked about it before, uh, but yeah, like, it's sort of like, what if Superman was a dick? And, like, <laughs> it's it's uh-huh. terrifying, like, and the show is super fucking violent, like, oh my god. But also, like, really fun and funny and weird and, like, it's it's it makes you kind of think and sort of makes you kind of scared. Because, obviously, all of these Marvel movies are like, man, I wish Spider-Man were real, Thor seems like a cool guy. And you're like, yeah, but what if... They were not good people with superpowers. So that's that's
0: one show. This Hmm. is kind of like ancient mythology, because like the gods of ancient mythology they're not nice people. No,
2: No, they are not great. And this is super similar to that, with also the idea that like they have like much like Disney and stuff, like they have merchandising tie-ins and like, you know, things are staged, Uh and it's all about like this big marketing machine, and like One character, this girl who, like, you know, joins the big league of superheroes kind of peels back the curtain is like, this is disgusting, and she is not happy about it. But, um, anyway, it's a good show, but mainly I need to tell you guys to watch The Mandalorian, which is the new live-action Star Wars TV show on the Disney Plus channel, um... It is, it has such a good, like, I think there's only been four or five episodes. It's it's slow, it's quiet, it's beautiful. The production value is insane. I want to say, like, each episode costs, like, $16 million, which is wow. fucking bananas. And just makes me angry all over again that Carnival was canceled because episodes were costing two million dollars at the time and hbo was like that's expensive um anyway so you know i digress i will always be mad about carnival being canceled but mandalorian uh it's about basically um a bounty hunter like boba fett sort of on this journey um there is a surprise character that we meet in episode one or two that oh my god Like, you will lose your goddamn marbles and I don't want to spoil it, though the internet has probably already spoiled it for you because the internet is exploding with memes about it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's worth watching. It, it's it got a great, um, blending of practical effects and digital effects. So it's like, it doesn't, it feels very old Star Wars versus like, you know, Phantom Menace and, and, and the, the super new ones where they were like, let's make everything CGI. And it was mm-hmm. awful. This is like so many practical effects and like little wonky bits that like seem kind of old style, like puppetry. So it's, it's just got a really, really good vibe, like watching it. It's, it's, and it's gorgeous. Um,
0: so, yeah, I, I, I recommend The Mandalorian. The Sweet.
1: Um, Bups? Oh. Um, I really want to watch The Mandalorian, though. But, um, <laughs> so, I found this show on Amazon that I think that we should talk about covering next um, called The Feed.
0: Dude, I was just introduced to this. It sounds awesome. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: it's very cool. It's, um, so, Semi-Future Society, where everyone has this, like, like remember Google Glass, but this is like a chip installed. You're always connected to the network, and other people, like you're, you can communicate with another person if you just like see them, basically. Um, and for example, it, it's as far reaching as like you can have your newborn activated and be like connected to them by knowing their heartbeat, like if they're hungry. All the like all this craziness. So society is like very much adapted to always have these connections and there's some people who are like in therapy for addiction on it um and so it's like it follows the family who created it and are still in control of the company and um you know the dangers of having this technology that's so far reaching and what does it mean when someone's able to um intercept and hack into it um so it's 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 exciting there's like a lot of angles to it um I really, yeah. it was very, like,
0: it intrigued sounds it. Really it. sounds cool. like up
1: our alley. Yeah,
2: it that was it's fun. Right it's really fun. My
0: fucking alley. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, my so shit. That's, like, I, I have fantasies about this. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Chucky was moist, and he didn't yeah. even have to buy, like, you know, black
1: market synth lube.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I get the small lube for that.
1: um and then the other one was his dark materials um if you've read philip pullman's um the golden compass and the whole is it a trilogy or yeah it's a trilogy it's a trilogy because there's the
2: subtle knife and then i can't remember the last one
1: the amber Spyglass. um and then there's a prequel which i still haven't read but I, I I i i heard someone tell me that it was kind of like it was forced out of it Um, to capitalize on this, um, but anyways, so a movie was made, um, a few years back with Nicole Nicole Kidman Kidman. and some girl, um, and I thought it was actually, it was not bad, but it did not elicit the response that it needed to, to get a sequel, um, so finally, because I love these books, I thought these books Mm -hmm. were so creative and fun. Um, and so HBO's adaptation of it, um, is, is it really, good? it's majestic and they're doing a really good job. Like it is a little bit sleepy and how it starts setting things up, but it's already experiencing like a lot of payout. And, um, we just got to the part where my favorite character is introduced, which is a armored bear. That's not a oh, spoiler. I love him. That's just like, it's an armored bear. Like you have to watch this. That was the um, issue
2: with the original movie. Is is the CGI good or did they do good practical effects? Oh, that it's great. Kind of it's the great. The big issue with the movie that came out is they went too far CGI and, like, there was no believability to it. Like, because cause they interact with the Armored Bear a lot, but it yeah. did not feel... It felt like, like Twilight and the fucking wolves. <laughs> um, you know, it was just not... Believable. At you know, it.
1: I haven't had any problem with the CGI. Um, really? I, I've liked it, and I, especially they do have to use quite a lot of it because every mm. character in this world has a demon, which is an outward representation of their soul that takes the form of an animal. Sometimes when they're children, in changing shapes in a, different animals. So it's, it's obviously you have to have some CGI to do all of this, but it's, I I, th- I think they've done it really well. Um, and it's just, it's a story that, like, I guess children could watch, but it's dark. It's like, um, it's very much a drama right now. Um, but it's I I'm really excited for it, to, and I really want it to get to the subtle knife version or to the subtle knife portion of the trilogy. So we'll see.
2: I, I we will we will definitely add it to our list after. My, uh, girlfriend is making us continue our fucking hate watch of The Walking Dead. She's like, "Do we have all the episodes yet?" I'm like i can't believe you guys are still on that i can't believe it either and yet like we joke about calling it the walking dad the walking dad carl because just they they said whatever neither sorry guys spoilers alert but carl and the dad rick are no longer on the show and yet we still call it the walking dad So, anyway, (laughs) anyway, sorry for the spoilers to anyone who still watches that trash show. But his Dark Materials, I'm glad that it, like, I'm glad that they're doing a good job with it.
1: Yeah, 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 I'm I'm Daniel Craig
2: is in it, right?
1: Who? Daniel Craig? No, he was in the movie, I think. The first one. Wasn't, I think he was um, Lord Asriel in the
3: movie.
1: I know that the girl from Hannah is in this, um...
2: Is that her? Yeah, that's her. But like, clearly, like they filmed this a while ago before they filmed Hannah because she's younger looking in this.
1: Is that her? Is that she it's looks totally familiar? Her. Wait, I don't, I don't know if that's her.
2: It's. I guarantee you, a hundred thousand percent, it is her.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, arguing by <laughs> assertion, <laughs> back and forth. Um, I gotta say though, his dark materials is um, um, sounds like innuendo.
2: his porn it's pornography collection (laughs)
0: um okay can i recommend my yes,
1: please
2: um
0: so yeah so harman quest season three is over um so if you want to check it out you can now binge the whole season um Mm -hmm. and it's like i said it's this season season three was crazy it's very macabre uh, I, I have to say that again, cause I mispronounced it last time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what did you say um, last time? Um, macabre? I don't know. Some, yeah, <laughs> it's macabre, right? Um.
1: Macabre.
0: Macabre. Yeah, so, it's very, uh, but it's, yeah, it's really cool. Um, it's pretty funny still. Improvisation, uh, never gets old. So, and it's on this, um, on this website, VRV, um the this stream this streaming service called VRV that has a lot of like anime and other mm. sorts of quirky shows um and so I'm gonna recommend another show that's also on that streaming so that you know I, I bet there are a lot of people who are like I'm not fucking paying for this just to watch Harmon quest mm. um, though you can find it in other sources which you know I just don't associate with. Um, <laughs> First <laughs> but yeah so i'm gonna uh, uh i'm gonna recommend one but uh before that i'm gonna also say that um rick and morty season four is here um what? that has not finished but it's just coming out every week and yeah uh it's also pretty crazy and still good still good quality uh they got i don't know if you guys heard they got renewed for 70 episodes jesus
2: wow like that's a big four, order yeah
0: at least seven seasons
2: cash that check
0: um, so yeah <laughs> um yeah it's a whole cult thing now like it's yeah they have to be careful about what they say because like people will do crazy stuff do you guys did you guys hear about <laughs> yeah that?
2: i've I, that's so honestly one of the reasons why i stopped watching the show like well and because I, I drifted apart of
1: it like the show is good the fandom is horrible yeah. oh i haven't been following fandom at all so i have no i have no news about it being terrible
2: yeah their fandom is not great
1: ignorance is bliss is that what you (laughs) said exactly
0: (laughs) all right so finally the show new show that i'm recommending which like i says also on vrv is called the happiness and cyanide show
1: is this by the cyanide and happiness people (laughs) like the comic people who is that does everyone look like a circle in a triangle with line Mm line oh
2: then yeah it's the cyanide and happiness people.
0: What it's, is so it's, a, it's a, a
2: webcomic that's been around for years. Yeah. Um right, great okay. webcomic.
0: Yeah, so it's a cartoon version, animated version of that. Uh, it's I don't know what the theme of those the inner the web versions, but this is like uh obviously like minimalist cartoon, but like very morbid, sort of depressing <laughs> kind <laughs> yeah. of existential. That's, that's stuff. about right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, you should you should check out the webcomic like just because there are so many years of it um, yeah okay
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i, I do not know so yeah that's that's on vrv if you want to have another hmm. thing to watch um, cool yeah
1: people love cartoons people fucking love cartoons including me <laughs> yeah.
0: all right so if you have nothing else to say Um, uh, everyone's ready
2: to shut the fuck up and get out of here (laughs) so
0: (laughs) next time we will talk about um we'll finish our coverage of humans season two Mm -hmm. um which you know has two more episodes left seven and eight and And yeah in
2: in like two-ish weeks uh the expanse season four will be back mm -hmm. um so, get excited about that. We won't be covering that until it's all finished airing because we always do that as a rewatch podcast. But for those of you guys who want to, you know, have already watched before oh, yeah. listening to us, which is probably mm-hmm. a good idea, um, I'm very excited about that.
1: The previews look
0: awesome. Yeah. And maybe we'll get into the feed and we'll, we'll cover the feed.
1: Yeah. yeah. So who knows? Uh, honestly, I'm asked. sad for Human Season 2 to be over um, because yeah. it's been so good. God, this show's think good. my favorite season yeah i well i can't i'm so bad at remembering because like i sometimes i do too many things at once but like i've been just focusing on the show this season and it's just like oh it's just so good and i'm excited for season three too
0: yeah um cool so yeah tweet us um tweet joe at maybe geek (laughs) again um or email us at maybe geek again at gmail.com Uh, Or whatever is your uh, favorite (laughs) form of communication. Just yell it to the void. That's it. Thanks for listening. Maybe geek again.
3: All
2: right. Bye. Bye.